Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sword Words Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Lowe. On today's episode, I'm joined by Matt and Ken, the founders of a new subscription box centered around the craft beer industry, My Beer Box. The purpose of My Beer Box is to promote the craft breweries and introduce craft beer drinkers to these tap rooms that we might not otherwise see via swag, wearables, and glassware. Throughout this episode, we get to hear how the idea of My Beer Box came to be, as well as how Matt and Ken got into the craft beer industry and some of their fondest moments while in the industry. Make sure you check out MyBeerBox.com and sign up for one of the, one of their subscription options. I personally went with the premium option to get both a t-shirt and glassware, uh, along with all the cool beer discounts and swag. Uh, and you can never have too much glassware, right? You can hear more about Matt and Ken on their podcast, Better on Draft, uh, live from Podcast Detroit Studios every Friday night, and I believe it comes out on all the podcasting apps uh, Monday morning. Remember to go rate, review, subscribe to the Slurred Words podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and of course, the Slackjot Punks Podcast Network. Now, without any further ado, here we go with Matt and Ken from My Beer Box. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of the Slurred Words Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Lowe. Uh, today, I am joined by two of the founders of this new My Beer Box, where you can get a monthly subscription box for beer, swag, stickers, glassware, and coupons for a specific brewery each month. They'll come in, come in the mail. There's three different options. Um, Matt and Ken, how are you guys doing? Doing great. It's a beautiful night. It is a beautiful night. It's a little chilly, right? Uh, just a little bit. Just yeah, a little well, bit. We got this beer to warm us up. So yeah. Now okay. what? What is this? What are we drinking here? Uh, this is the Insufferable Righteous Imperial Stout from Axel Brewing Company, down at the Livernois Tap in Ferndale, Michigan. Ten uh, percent ABV. Oof. So, um, I think this is. It's in honor of uh, Detroit City Football Club, um, but it's um, an Imperial Stout aged in Detroit City distillery barrels. Um, I think. Um, they had rye and bourbon, so they had half of it in a rye barrel, okay. half of it in a bourbon barrel, and then they blended the two. So you'll get a little bit of booze, a little bit of spice from the pepper. You got this at the right temp, too. This is yeah. drinking perfect. Yeah. I, uh, this, I picked this nice. up last Sunday, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. These last three weeks have really blended together, um, but I picked this up while I was having brunch at Axel a couple weeks ago. And I just put it on my, I've kind of got like a dry bar at home. Okay. Um, so I just kind of put it out there and I figured while well, I was coming out the door to, to bring you something special. So well, we I hope you appreciate it. it. Is, I hope you is, enjoy it. This is good. It, it kind of, it'll help warm us up here. It will definitely warm us up. As we get going. Uh, um, so yeah, you guys, busy last couple of days. You officially launched yesterday, last yeah, night? Yeah, during halftime. During halftime. The football game last night. I was, saw the commercials. That was impressive. I don't know how you guys got the money to do yeah. it, but good job. Yeah, really been bootstrapped <laughs> on that one. Uh, I got some of that Doritos money. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. Well, we were going to launch today, but um, this. Uh, so we, we did a video on Saturday with Nick Drinks at North Center Brewing Company, which is our first partner brewery in the month of January. Um, so that was fun to drive from St. Clair Shores all the way to Northville as it was snowing like <laughs> yeah. it was uh, the frozen planet Hoth. Um, and then we just we've been working with a couple of people on social media and they've been great at getting the you know the hashtags and the the handles out there. And um, it got to the point where P 
people just wanted it so bad, and I didn't want to keep delaying it and yeah. like, lose people. So I talked to our webmaster. I said, let's uh, let's push this out silently tonight. That way, if we get too much traffic and it crashes, we'll be okay. Um, but And we can work out any bugs overnight. Yeah. So we launched it last night. I uh, started taking orders, and then um, it's funny – on our Shopify app, I can f- if you're on the website, I can find you where in the world you are. Okay. So it'll say every time somebody new pops up, it'll say um, um, someone from Leeds, London, UK is is now shopping here. So nice. Uh, it's it's pretty addicting. It's still kind of It's like I don't know if I want to watch TV. I just want to watch the world pop up. See how far the reach is. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Bet on Draft has a, has some followers in the in the UK as well. Yeah. Um. So it's just been uh, it's been a lot of fun putting this together, um, and just seeing what what's going to happen with, with my beer box. That's that's awesome. Now let me North Center Lion Brewing. North right? Center Brewing Company. North Center Brewing. Sorry, got no. that wrong. Sorry, guys. Uh, Sorry, haven't Kevin. been on the show, so I don't really know you. But uh, well, feel free to open your open box and see what's in it. So so how would you guys pick them to be the first uh, brewery for the my beer box? Um, do you want to talk about Kevin? Uh, yeah, so pretty much Got since sticker episode, uh, oh, go on. Ooh, what is uh, one valid for one free pint? North Center Brewing. Now I got to go here. Now you guys are forcing me to go that's to places kind of, that I've never been. Out of my comfort zone here. That's the entire premise of the boxes. <laughs> so uh, the first thing you see when you open up the box is a write up on the brewery. I'm um, kind of telling you who they are, where they are, um, what kind of events they do. Um, and then, like you said, stickers, coasters, you're going to get an offer every month from the brewery, be it free pints, um, food options when you visit, um, flights. There's always going to be something that only our uh, customers are going to get. Um, there's going to be, as you're holding it right now, a T-shirt. a T-shirt, yeah, you can hear from it, the guys. Brewery. Um, so we go all the way up to men's triple X and as well as small as women's small. So gender inclusive, men and women alike. That was one of my concerns when we were talking earlier because – I'm a bigger guy. I mean, Ken, you're a bigger guy, right? We're, what are you trying to say? You know, we're both bigger. I'm, hey, I can say it because we're... Oh, okay. We're, Ken's got to tell you legally he's on keto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've only said it twice today, but, uh, you know, the third time here it is now, I'm on keto. So uh, now I'm, it's, you know, you, you got to keep up with legalities. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like CrossFit. You're not technically on CrossFit Unless until you tell, you tell 10 people well, of you're on CrossFit. I'm on keto as well. Well, Con- lazy keto. T- I'm going to be honest with you because I've known you for a few years now and you look a lot more slimmer than I recall. Yes. Um, so I believe when definitely we first met, I was like in the 350s range, and now I'm in the 240s range. So, yeah. And and big chunk of that has to do with diet. Keto is kind of the big thing for me, being strict on that. So uh, having a little cheat day today with the, with the beers I'll keep and you everything. Under your neck but, uh, I, I, tell, <laughs> I tell you what, in regards to this week with the uh, kind of media blitz that we're going to be on, starting with... Saturday doing the video, and tomorrow we're on another show. Wednesday night, I'm on another show. As am I. I'm Uh, on a day show. You're on a day show. I'm on a night show. Friday, I'm flying to Arizona uh, to be on another show. Dang. Uh, Well, not for this. Like, (laughs) happenstance, uh, I talked to the guy. The guy's actually from Ohio. Okay. um, And now runs Tap That AZ, which is the Arizona Craft Beer Podcast. Uh, so we're going to a brewery in Tempe, and me and one of my former hosts, Dan, are going to be doing a, a collab show over there while they're in studio in Detroit on Friday interviewing Donovan from Pawpaw. 
Nice. They're going to be able to manage without you, Ken? Uh, Don't you, know, you kind of run and produce the show? <laughs> I do, but because we're going to be in the Detroit studio, we actually have a producer for that studio. Oh, okay. So okay. I do not have to worry about them. Uh, they did manage it the one time that I was gone yeah, a half, in Chicago. Half managed it, yeah. It worked ish. It, it worked. done, right? Yeah. 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 The building didn't burn down. Um, but it sounded terrible. Uh, but yeah, Ken's got that magic, you know, DJ Kenko touch that right, we just. Right, right. You, you asked why we chose North Center, yeah. though, which was a longtime sponsor of Better on Draft. And secondly, Matt kind of came up with the idea that night we interviewed Kevin, who is the owner. Uh, in studio, Matt was coming up with many ideas every week, <laughs> most illegal. Um, more <laughs> not like true. illegal, like scamming, but illegal, like breaking MLCC. Oh, yeah, okay. things you can't do. Okay. So, things I don't have the attorneys for yet. Exactly. So <laughs> yet, we had, uh, Kevin in, and I think one thing we really kind of grow towards, especially getting so indoctrinated into the craft beer world and just being so deep into it is, is their mantra, which is if you like it, it's a good beer. And I think that's what we take into a lot of our episodes, and I think that's why a lot of people, especially for this first box, would appreciate that sentiment because yeah. you know, as much as you're buying brewery swag, you're you're really buying you know into the concept of the box and the brewery itself. For sure, for sure. I saw that in the video, the Nick Drinks video, his that slogan, and I had never heard it before. And I was like, oh my god, that's. That's amazing. So it's on the shirt. It's on the back of the shirt. It's on the back of the shirt. So um, their logo's in front. Their slogan, if you like it, it's a good beer, is is definitely on the back. Very sweet. Um, So like I said, we're totally inclusive. It's as small as uh, women's small, as big as 3X for men. So um, whoever you are, whatever size you are, I have a shirt for you or we have a shirt for you. Uh, I don't have any onesies yet for our smaller fans, but we'll get them going (laughs) if, you know, when we take off. Um, but yeah, so, and then the last thing is, um, glassware, branded glassware from North Center Brewing. That doesn't look like a North Center Brewing glass though, does it? No, this is t-shirt.beer. Beer (laughs) never looks so good. Yeah. So, uh, t-shirt.beer is the company that's kind of doing all our shirts. I guess I didn't think to pull that glass out and make sure it was, but otherwise you're typically going to have a branded glass of the brewery in there. So, Um, you'll have, sometimes we'll do pint glasses, sometimes we'll do snifters, sometimes tulip glasses, because if I just send you a pint glass every month, you're going to get bored with that. Yeah. I mean, I got a ton of pint glasses from all the breweries that, that I've done the podcast with. And, uh, I started to branch out and try to get uh, tulip or, or snifter type glasses. Exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's just basically a way to, uh, introduce the craft beer enthusiast to craft, uh, craft Michigan craft breweries that they've never heard of. Like you said, you've never been to or heard of Northville, Michigan or North Center Brewing in yeah. Northville, Michigan, but now you've got a free pint next time you go. So odds are you'll make a trip that way, hit a couple other breweries while you're there. Oh, for sure. And now you'll have an experience that you didn't otherwise have. And, um, it's something that I've heard that people do is they say, you know, they get their significant other or a friend of theirs and they'll go hit Traverse City for a weekend or Grand Rapids right, for a weekend. Right. Uh, and they'll just go seek out, you know, new breweries that put two or three together. Um, so this is kind of a way to, you know, promote, uh, you know, the beer community, promote the beer tourism. Um, you know, our whole show is based on the community of beer and the business of it. You know, a lot of people think it's just beer, but you know, this is somebody's livelihood. This is what puts oh, yeah. shoes on their kids' feet. This is what keeps their mortgage paid. Um, so we definitely want to promote that and get more people into these doors um, and go from there. Very cool. Now... Is it easy with the reach of your podcast, the Better on Draft podcast, to get brewers 
breweries to get involved with this to be a part of this or have we'll you reached out. out to some and <laughs> have you reached out to some and they'd be like eh um actually, talk to us in a couple you know in a couple months at, no so we were at craft beer con was it two weeks now yeah the oh. the brewers guild um conference over in kalamazoo that happens every uh january yeah and you know we had a um just kind of a soft launch where we had a pile of boxes and i think four or five breweries said hey how do we be the featured brewery of the month um a lot of new breweries that haven't even started yet um so i think it's actually going to be relatively easy um especially with people that are smaller yeah. that just want to get their name out so along with swag from established breweries um our subscribers are going to get notifications that new breweries are coming out and exclusives to go check out their grand opening yeah so we're definitely going to have like the tip of the craft beer spirit in that box um, we were also approached by um, a large chain, it's mine, uh, oh. craft beer establishment okay. that may or may not recently have changed the name of their French fries <laughs> about um, putting things in the box to sponsoring boxes Wow! as, whether, as well as other ancillary um, companies that um, reach the craft beer community. That's um, such a cosmic idea. Yeah, <laughs> man. That he's full of wisecracks. Um, <laughs> I'm not that was that, was that was a great pun on pun right there. <laughs> wisecracks. Uh, um, so um, so lost track. So not only are you going to have craft beer swag, but um, there's been there's an online home brewer home brewer supply store that wants to sponsor some boxes. So. Um, you'll get coupons to use, you know, to, you know, go order from them. So basically if you're in the craft beer sphere and you're, you're doing the collecting, um, I'm going to have not only just shirts from you, but discounts that you're not going to get anywhere else. Awesome. So, so eventually you'll, we'll possibly see homebrew discounts. We'll see. Yeah. So the goal craft beer, restaurant bar discounts and yeah. So I guess this is the proof of concept, the first January, uh, that you've got here, but it's merely, it's just going to evolve. Um, you know, we're going to basically bring the craft beer community to your door. So whether it's new breweries, whether it's ancillary products like homebrew supplies, like glassware, um, even a company like t-shirt stop beer that does all of our graphics and our, our logistics, you know, if you need, you know, family outing t-shirts or whatnot like that, you know, they're a great people to reach out to. So really, if you're into the craft beer scene, um, that really niche group, mm-hmm. we're going to have stuff for you to redeem on the other end as well. So um, it's definitely not just a shirt in a box. You know, that's the the initial premise, but it's going to evolve into so much more. Um, trying to find a legal way to actually get liquid into the box. I was going to say, is it going to evolve to the point where you're taking, like, you're drinking a batch can right now right from batch brewing company yep, general jack jones yeah so is it gonna try to evolve to the point where you can take you know a beer and put it in there and basically send some beer mail yeah so it's illegal for us to do that um but we know someone who it's not illegal for them to do um but that involves another point of logistics okay um so right now every all of our orders are fulfilled by t-shirt stop beer so we're giving them their order they fulfill the order and bring the beer, uh, the the boxes to your doorstep. Okay. Um, if we move into the beer in the box, we're gonna have to have those boxes shipped to that fulfillment center and ship beer from there. So, um, 
if it happens, it'll probably be towards the end of the year, probably third quarter. Um, and it will be uh, probably eight ounce cans of one-off batches. So when we partner with a brewery, we're going to have them you know, make us a beer or something like that. We're going to buy a keg of it. We're going to put it, we're, you know, we're going to have to crawl it, put it in there and, and send it out. Okay. Um, if it so, gets to so the, have them make a specialty beer of the month for the box. Y- yes and no. So okay. it might not be something that they're going to otherwise not make. That's too many negatives, right? Um, it might not necessarily be a beer that they're not already going to brew, but it's choosing a beer specific for the box itself. Okay. Yeah, so um, Dearborn Brewing Company is a, is a friend of ours, and uh, I think we're going to try to get them towards the end of the year for their anniversary. And they always brew their anniversary beer. So maybe we get a, a four barrel of or a quarter barrel of that you know donut stout or whatever they're going to brew for their anniversary party. We put it in the beer box. So you've had their beer mm-hmm. and now you go get some more. Um, that's going to be a very limited subscription because I can't guarantee how much liquid I'm going to get. So if a brewery is only going to put it in six barrels or quarter barrels, I can't open that subscription up to the masses. It's going to have to be a really fine, really refined um, subscription service. It's probably going to cost a little bit extra money because of the shipping costs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right now there's three levels of boxes that you can get, correct? Yeah. So we have three different boxes. We have a shirt box, which is a shirt and swag um, as well as discounts. Then we have uh, the glass box, which is the brand glassware and swag. And then we have a combination of the two, the deluxe or the premium box that have the t-shirt, uh, the glassware and the swag. Um, and they all come in one, six or 12 month subscriptions. Right now, the promo we're running is if you buy a full year subscription, um, you only pay for, for 10 months. Okay. So our deluxe box is 50 bucks a month. So instead of paying 600 bucks for a full year, you're only going to pay 500. Um, it seems exorbitant, but, you know, have your mother-in-law buy it for you for Father's Day and then, you know, charge it off to somebody else. Now, is this, is this a while supplies last thing or is this, you can have as many premium boxes and as many, um, sh- you know, shirt and, and glass boxes like that you guys can support? Yeah. So we don't have an inventory maximum. Okay. Um, you know, we're working with the t-shirt manufacturers, so we just have to tell them to make how many of shirts we need. Um, yeah. Are these are these shirts specific to the box? Like, are they getting made specific for my beer box, yeah. or is it something that I can go to North Center Brewing Company and buy the same shirt? Um, yes and no. So right now, that is the flagship sh- shirt of North Center, and there's been some debate, I guess, through online critics, whether or not that we should have just the flagship. You guys shirt. just you guys just open, and you already got yeah. online critics. <laughs> Everybody has online critics. Um, you guys getting trolled already or something? Uh, <laughs> not necessarily. I was going to say, has that ever stopped? Like, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm a natural online troll, so I'm just kind of getting it back to me. So it's total it's karma. karma. It's total karma. karma. I'm definitely learning the places to stay away from. Yeah? Like, I I have learned, like, the, the, the Facebook pages and stuff, I think because there's not that much anonymity, anonymity, and shit. You can't because people know who you are. Well, everyone knows who I am. Well, on Facebook, though, when you write a post, it doesn't say anonymous or it doesn't say, you know. Well, it's also when they respond, too, it doesn't say anonymous. Right. Uh, But going into a little bit more anonymous-style places like Reddit uh, or these other uh, forum boards where people are a little bit more brash 
And I'm just, you know, it when you deal with those types of trolls, as much as uh, you've had a few private messages sent to you. Yeah, I just won, but that was funny because we got um, that guy back really bad in spades. You you have these types of things, and in the end, if you don't like it, you don't like it, and that's completely fine with me. But I'm here to promote a product and push a product, um, and that's why you know when Matt came up with this idea, it was such a brilliant idea that you know we wanted to go full force and this i mean this whole thing was an idea what two months ago yeah i was just looking at my notes page on my iphone and this all came out um november 9th Jeez, so that's a quick turnaround from idea to to birth uh yeah so i guess my thought was yeah so november 9th 2018 is when i wrote this idea at um Let's see, I don't even know what day of the month that was. Wait, so was this something that came up on the podcast? Oh. It actually came up after the show was oh, over. Oh, okay. Um, usually that's Matt's pitch session time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are you like a serial entrepreneur? Like you have... <laughs> I, I just try to keep my mortgage Are paid. you just an idea guy? You're just like... Yeah, so the reason why Ken and I are such a good collab is I'm like an, a Picasso, and he can turn me into a color by numbers. <laughs> so, like I have this idea that... I don't know how it's ever going to get done. Yeah. And Ken can like, all right, well, let's dial it back a little bit. Let's be more calculated. You need to do X, Y, and Z first. So like the whole idea was initially was go approach a brewery, try to get them to sell us shirts at a cheaper price, get a shit ton of boxes, and then ship them to people's houses. Yeah. Like had we been doing that, my whole, I would, I'd be bald. I'd be great. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't be alive today. But Ken's like, hey, you know, we have this relation. We had uh, t-shirts.beer on the show in September-ish. And, uh, yeah. Um, and they're like, well, why don't we just contact these guys who are already making craft beer t-shirts, partnered with, you know, the breweries that they're already using, and that way we won't have to get, like, IP rights. We don't have to worry about um, doing anything except just saying, hey, order as many shirts, send them to this place. And they've been great to work with. You know, they print the box. They made my made our logo. Basically, it's just I need this, and it's bam done. Um, and so, I think that was the the biggest concern in regards to starting the box was intellectual property. Yeah, because you can't just sell somebody else's right right logos and somebody else's property without their permission. Um, but come the Kalamazoo Craft Beer Conference, uh, the big thing was is that we learned a lot of breweries are interested in just getting their name out to people right. that support craft beer and support Michigan craft beer. Uh, to where it, it went from, you know, this could potentially be an issue to why did we think it was going to be an issue in the first place? You're stupid. <laughs> so I guess back to your question about one-offs versus original shirts is we've had a conversation both. Um, so one of the breweries, another that, that we've talked to is uh, Eastern Market Brewing yeah. in Detroit. Yeah. Um, and Dane, friend you know of the show, I suppose, friend of mine, I would say, but you know of the show for sure. Um, they did some really cool shirts that are, they look like the old Lions logos with the, um, the gray and blue stripe. Um, but they have the elephant across it instead of the lion, mm-hmm. the, the flying lion, if you will. Um, so it would be kind of both. Like it, sometimes it's going to be a flagship shirt. Sometimes it's going to be a one-off shirt that's exclusive to the box. You know, as we, our membership grows, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely fine tune what we're doing in like surveys of what people think. 
Um, like I reached out to a guy today and I asked him, you know, hey, I, I saw you posted this on Facebook. Why do you, you know, why is this your opinion of, of, your, of your thought? And we had a, a conversation and I'm just going to send him a box and say, you know, this is, this is what you said. You put a negative comment on, you know, you, you know. So people without even receiving a box are, are already, I don't want to say talking shit on it, but. Um, I, but putting I their negative opinion out there. Yeah, but people would do that if anything. Like if I if we had like a a, a cancer curing drug tomorrow, there would be somebody on some corner of the internet that would say something negative about it. Yeah. Um. So there's nothing. There's no appeasing everybody. Um. But yeah, so we're just gonna send the guy a shirt box and say, hey, here you go. This is what it looks like, and I bet you a hundred bucks that he's gonna end up subscribing. Yeah. And just you know that gesture of kindness when someone's trying to be a dickhead to you, you know, it is what it is, but kill them with kindness. You know, the whole premise of the shirt box or just my beer box as a whole is to promote the community. You know, breweries want you to know about them. Mm-hmm. If this is your thing about craft beer, your thing is, is about knowing the newest, latest, greatest craft beer. So why not put the two in the same room, bring it to your door and, um, bam. All right, Ben. Now, how did you guys get into craft beer in the first place? Like, why is this your area of expertise or area of interest that you're... I was going to say, let's not say expertise. Interest is a good <laughs> very of in- Area of interest where you have a beer-focused, can I say beer-focused podcast? Yeah, or? very. Okay, beer-focused podcast, and now you have a... a um, beer-focused business. Beer-focused business now. So... Me personally, I definitely had always found that I just liked beer in the first place. Okay. Um, and the people that I surrounded myself with weren't necessarily the best influences. Uh, so I would always drink and drink and drink some more. So when I found opportunities to try different beers, somebody introduced me to Killian's. And then I realized, okay, there's not that much. There's more than just yellow beer. Right. And then somebody introduced me to Merchant's Fine Wine and Dearborn. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a lot more than just Killian's out there. (laughs) And Guinness at that point, too. Right. So I always continue to drink beer. And I never was really a brewery hopper. Like, I never went to more than, say, Coonan and Dragon Mead, Black Lotus, maybe a third. Like, not even Rochester Mills, not even Baraboo. All these other breweries that are local, Sherwood, that I, I just never went to because I just knew what I liked. And I knew I would go to, you know, Black Lotus, Coonan, Dragon Mead, and that was fine. And I started getting more and more into craft beer and finding beers outside of the state when I would go outside of the state. So I'd go down to Texas, I'd go to Colorado, I'd go to Vegas, and I'd see all these craft beers. And I'm like, man, I wish I could get them here. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when the the whole explosion happened of craft beer. Now, our show, when it started back in 2015, I believe... I wasn't there. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> definitely a lot of a blur. But in regards to that, you know, there was less than 200 breweries in the state at that time. And now with over 300, it just keeps going. And when we always decided, like, we liked beer, but we were never beer chasers. We never went for the latest, greatest. We ne- I've never been to Dark Lord Day. I was going to say, so um, you're not standing in line at 4 in the morning waiting I've, for a bottle I've release? I've stood in or? line once, okay. and that was a solstice party at Coonan. Um, and this is also going to try to solve some of that problem. If I can, if uh, heaven allow it, I suppose is the right way to put it. Like if we can do something with like drafting table, and next time they do a mallow or something like that, yeah, we can get a keg of it and put it in a box. What's mallow? 
I don't know. It's this like yellow beer that they might have done. Oh, it sounds disgusting. Um, but like, you know, that's something that we're gonna try to explore to get into the box to where you can avoid having to spend a night. Spend a spend a night I in mean, line. You're gonna, to... you're gonna pay a premium for it, but you know, you're gonna sleep and wake up to your wife and kids as opposed to freeze your butt off. Yeah. And when we started Better on Draft, you know, we were approached to do a beer show. And we were actually approached to do a, a different show because I've been podcasting for, you know, four or five years prior to Better on Draft. Oh, okay. And with that, I'm like, you know, I really don't want to do that show anymore. It was a little bit more um, MMA focused, a little bit more wrestling focused. And I'm like, I, I don't want to talk about that. It, it bores me. So we came up with the idea of Better on Draft, and then we invited Matt because a friend of mine is a rep for a wine and spirits company, and knew Matt through that, and I wanted someone who was distro to give me answers about distro that I've never asked before, never knew about before, and give me a little bit more in details of that tier. Okay. Because you know you you can ask a beer store, you can ask a brewery, you can ask a bar, you can ask all these people. But in regards to distro, you know, what are the laws? Why are the laws? Right, right. So we brought Matt on for... I bel- 17. Yeah, I believe that was the, the Trade Dylan Larkin episode. I still think we should have traded Dylan Larkin <laughs> and Michael Fulmer, but, to, you know, later. And anyway, yeah. Um, so I used to uh, sell beer. Okay. So I worked for Powers, which is the local Miller Coors house. Um, and an awesome guy named John Brennan taught me... A lot about beer that I never knew. Um, I guess I grew up, my last name's Bush, so I grew up drinking Bush Light because if your name's on something, you might as well drink it, right? Yeah. Um, so I, when I was 18, I went to Germany because my family's German and I drank through Germany and I fell in love with Kolsch. Um, but I still came back and drank my Bush Lights and my Natties and, and all that stuff. Um, and honestly, a year ago, I wouldn't be touching this beer. Um, but, but my pal just kind of totally grown um, since getting into kind of more of the craft beer world. I still can't justify spending $13 on a bottle, but I did because I know <laughs> like a moment like this where we're sitting around kicking it, um, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, you'll still find me drinking a hams if I can because a dollar for a 24 ounce of beer, econo- you know, economics is, is all, all I'm about. Um, but yeah, they asked me to come on and talk about the distribution side of beer and I knew a little bit of it. You know, you, I know you'll drive around town, you'll see those little powers cars and I used to sell two party stores and I used to sell two bars. So I kind of got the idea of how to do it. Um, and then I just kind of hated that. So, but I stuck with, you know, the podcast, they kept saying, Hey, you want to come back out? I'm like, really? You guys want me to get blackout drunk and get on your show again? <laughs> um, but they're like, yeah, I guess so. So, um, and we've just kind of continued to develop the show. It's from like episodes that I was even on and even before me, you can see like they're two hour shows, hour 40 without the breaks. But, you know, episode three with Roke, right? Somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah the, so the Roke episode. you can hear like the first 10 minutes of it sounding like an actual podcast. And then an hour 30 later where you're like, are these guys even alive? Like talk about <laughs> slurred words. And well, now we kind of that have... Was, that was the launch of Blow Your Face Out. And is this so, a game or is this a... No, sick? Blow Your Face Out There's the double, double IPA, IPA oh, okay. from Rogue. Okay. So now we kind of have more of a format and we... We're a little more responsible. Yeah, I mean, unless, you know, they're going to bring us all the flying buffaloes and we're going to drink Yeah, that was a little less responsible. But it was also the Black Friday episode yeah. and, like, we all didn't work that day and... 
it was it was definitely uh yeah so i mean we just kind of have kind of i guess carved a niche yeah into the craft beer community um where you know people know us a bit um uh if we call people they answer our phone calls like so we um we co-hosted the jimmy john's beer fest up in utica in october october that's Um, so so how did that happen like going from a going from a (laughs) podcast to you just you just went for it yeah i just showed up and i said hey listen i do a beer podcast with a couple of friends um and everybody that you're trying to get to come to this knows us already um and i said well let me make the phone calls for you guys and send out the emails and we'll we'll organize it for you and all you have to do is is tell people where to put it and they had hired 13 13, that sounds like a threat (laughs) well they had hired 13 interns that spring and they gave them 264 breweries to recruit for this event yeah and when i showed up they had like six or seven breweries six to like a week later they told me i had to stop because i had tripled the amount of breweries that were event that were either rsvping or interested in coming um and it was literally a matter of sending emails like hey you know it's not being end up being um in their junk mail right you know they recognize any better on draft so when we say hey better on draft is having a beer fast uh you know when we reach out to people like dearborn brewing company um north center River Rouge Brewing Company, these breweries that you otherwise wouldn't know, but they've come on our show. We promote their brand. Uh, you know, we don't ask the brewery to pay any pay us anything. Um, you know, we we ask them to pay us in beer, bring beer. We ask them to tell their story, to tell what they're about. You yeah. Know, what got them started? It's really just to promote them and get their name out. Um, so we said, hey, we're gonna start this new brewer or this beer fest. You know, we'd love to have you, and everyone just kind of jumped at the opportunity. Um, so we're going to maybe work with the zoo this spring about doing a zoo brew, too. Nice. Nice. You know, so you know is it... I, sorry. You know what I just realized? Right before this brewery exploded, they were on our show. Which brewery is it? So before Old Nation was a big brewery in the state... They were. They were on Better on Draft. I think it was us... Oh, so you think that launched Old Nation? I mean, was this pre M forty three? They they had a seller's bottle, a glass bottle of M forty three for us to try there. So we were one of the first people outside of the brewery to so try. M43. So it's your fault that now everybody is all up on M forty three. Actually, day. you may be onto something because didn't you also have drafting table the day before they opened? We did have drafting table on the day before they opened. We had we had Sellermans on before they opened. Man, we are the launching point for so many breweries. It is That's crazy. a bazinga if you if you if you're not here. Um, but I mean, when you meet people in the industry, um, people then there people are super kind and super humble. Yeah. Um, and when you show appreciation for the things they do, i.e. like, "Hey, you make good beer, come talk about it." They love it. Um, so you know, one of the things I'm really excited about is that we're going to be able to introduce all of our subscribers to breweries that they don't know exist or they otherwise wouldn't hear about. So, sorry, that was very unprofessional. <laughs> it's my bedtime. <laughs> no, that's really that's uh, that's really quite awesome. That and I can I mean you were jo- all joking aside. I think getting people's names out there helps. Not yet. Definitely helps launch a brewery or launch a beer style or, or type. I mean, I don't think you're wrong in saying that you guys have a hand in 
and getting, uh, not, I wouldn't say making them popular because obviously, I mean, you can I you can take <laughs> you can lying. take people to you know to a brewery and if their beer sucks, they're gonna walk away and be like, oh my god, why are they telling us to go drink their beer? But when you guys put your you know stamp of approval on on a brewery that has quality product, I mean, people are gonna go to at least try it out and say, hey. These people suggested it. To be honest, in regards to that, I think one of the big things for Michigan beer and Michigan craft beer is the beer speaks for itself no matter what I tell you, no matter what Matt tells you, no matter what you even say. The beer definitely speaks for itself because we've had breweries that have opened and closed. We've had a few breweries that have closed on our show. Like a shit wreck. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say it. Um, But also, we're not... I'm sorry. Oh, go on. We don't tell people if pe- if beer is good or not like ken hates ipas oh i despise so them. like when travis comes on and gives us you know ddh m43 or boss tweed he'll look mark logos right in the face and say i don't like this beer it's not good <laughs> and mark will say okay that's your opinion you don't like ipas yeah. so like we don't rate beers we don't give it out of a five or a ten you know these guys do untapped i don't and it's it's simply like one if it's just not for me you know three if I'll try it again or five, if I liked it, there's, we don't rate your beer. We're not going to say this beer is a 4.75 or this is a a 2.12. It's just, I like the style. It's a good representation of the style or I'm not a fan of this. So I'm just going to withhold my comment again, because it's not about dragging down the community of beer. It's about building it up. So like typically I wouldn't drink a boozy stout on a Monday at 10. But I am. But it's a holiday. It's only 9.42. There we go. And it's a holiday, so. There you go, for like another hour and a half. That's Um, why I think our show is different in regards to the rest of the other shows that are out there. Because if you listen to some of the other shows that are really high in regards to their ratings and what they say. And there there are other shows that do great interviews. And we've kind of moved from being the let's drink the biggest, baddest beers to let's tell stories. Let's talk about it. So if, if, you know, if... Say, Matt, there's an IPA or a Kolsch or a Pale that's really good and Matt likes it, then that's probably a good thing you should go try. If it's a malt bomb, if it's a brown ale and alt and amber and I say I like it, you should go try it. If it's a boozy, boozy beer and Rob loves it, you should go try it. And I think, you know, how that magically happened in regards to our palates and move, because I've tried so many IPAs and I just can't do it. I've tried. And... When we have that, you know, again, you know, if somebody says they like it, then you should probably go check it out. But it's not a you have to go check it out. Right. But you should go check out the brewery and support them. Yeah, because, I mean, no brewery is going to have one style of beer exclusively. You know, nobody's going to. You'd be surprised. Like a lot of these breweries who do good pails will do a good brown. And even if it has a good, like, three IPAs on draft, they're probably still going to have a stout or a porter or something that's. Like, well, like one of the breweries that, you know, I really like, and it's probably because it's in my backyard, but Jamex and St. Clair Shores, um, Jeff makes a conscious effort to have, he's got seven taps and a cider. He makes conscious effort to have, you know, two big beers on, two yellower beers, and then a, a mix of three, like, Saisons, Porters, Stouts and stuff like that that's rotating yeah, yeah. to where, you know, regardless of where you are on the spectrum, you can find something. That's that's been so so I haven't been drinking a lot lately because I I've been trying to just be a better just person. Say it. Keto. Just say it. Because you're well, keto. You got you to be number two. Come keto. Because of keto. But um, <laughs> when I, when I went out when I've gone out the time you know I look I don't I don't 
I used to be an IPA person. I used to be a real hophead, loved the IPAs and everything. And now I go out and it's like, I don't, I'm not 18, 21 years old looking for the highest ABV IPA or, or, you know, Porter Stout. You know, I'd like to not black out at 10 o'clock at night and, uh, and actually enjoy the evening. And so like, I want to look for like sessionable beers, like a low ABV coal shore or, you know, malty brown ale or amber ale, things like that. And I've, I've run up against it where I go to different breweries and it's like, well, here's seven different IPAs and high, you know, a couple high ABV porters and stouts and maybe one or two low ABV beers and it's just they're not as quality as I would I would want to drink, so I either end up leaving or or ordering, you know, a high ABV stout to try. You know, next time you're in that predicament, you can go to betterondraft.com forward slash my beer map. That's M I beer map. Uh, which is actually a Google map overlay of all the beers in Michigan or of all the breweries in Michigan with their untapped ratings and their hours. So say you're in, you know, Detroit or somewhere or Grand Rapids or Traverse City and you find yourself in that predicament, you can pull up my beer map and find the nearest brewery to you to maybe go check out the next place. Okay. Or, uh, you know, at least look at their untapped ratings before you go there to find out if it has 25 uh, variants of Crooked Tree on tap. <laughs> So you know not to go there if you're not looking for an IPA that night. Um, that's another thing that Ken's done really diligently is uh, it's grown from just Detroit to the state of Michigan. Now it's border of Ohio and Indiana for some reason, but uh, it is what it is. So like three Floyds, right? <laughs> well, there there is three Floyds. I actually have a friend who's opening up a brewery right in. Um, on the opposite side of, I'm trying to think of the the name of the small podunk town. What state? It's Indiana. Is it Angola? Uh, no, it's a little bit more west of Angola. Yeah, that's the only one I know because of the first exit. I just know Angola because it's um, used to have Gay's Hops and Schnapps, okay, which is a, a craft beer store. That when I wanted to go get Indiana beer, I would go just to you know literally hop right over to Gay's Hops and Schnapps and don't go on Sunday. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I learned that too. Um, you can get to-go beer from Three Floyds on Sunday, okay, but not from a store. But I'm pretty sure they're either changing that or they recently changed that law. I, I heard similar talks, yeah, re- that, that they were going to, I think, change that law. I remember going there and it was the, fr- it was the suck for luck year oh. of uh, the <laughs> NFL. Yeah, and they were closed on Sundays and I'm like, ooh, that's got to suck. For luck. Hey... Yeah, when I lived down in uh, Elkhart, Indiana, it was like the they had like the Indy 500. They had a couple other big sporting events on the same Sunday, and we ran through all of our beer. And we we're like, "Shit, where do we go?" We like ran to a Kroger, and they're like, "We can't sell that to you." And we tried to bribe them and everything, yeah. and they're like, "No, we can't." So we had to do a quick run across the border to a Michigan um, just liquor store, buy a bunch of beer, and drove back. That's against the law. Yeah crossing state lines with that much alcohol yeah i, I said a bunch you. you don't know what a bunch is <laughs> i mean two cases is the max you got no you can... proof well two cases Statue is the max limitations. per person yeah that too per person then pff, we were fine you can't indict we a sitting podcaster <laughs> what's that nothing <laughs> oh. um so when you guys were getting into beer you said germany and kolsch's yeah was it was it the flavor of the beer? Was it the ABV of the beer? Cause so in Germany, they sell Kolsch. Uh, there's only three places that legally sell Kolsch in Germany. Uh, three different 
it's it's very much like Champagne is to France, like the the Champagne region of France. Um, and they serve it to you in like an eight ounce graduated cylinder, and they mark how many you have on your coaster, and they only serve you so many. Um, so for me, I think it was it was the first time that I drank anything that wasn't like Varsteiner or Michelob. Okay. So that was the start. Um, is that what you guys drank here in Michigan when you were younger? Well, again, I came from a very German family. Okay. Um, and Varsteiner was the go-to German beer. Um, Labatt was always in the fridge. And then the twist off the, uh, I don't know if you have the, the ribbon on the Michelob, the original okay. lager. That was always in Grandpa's fridge. So when I was wanting to be bad, that's what, you know. We I got to say, I can't remember ever drinking a Michelob. I still like Michelob if I if I get it. I'm, I'm still... Pro Michelob, it's just kind of not out there. I this Michelob brought this up. Do you find it funny that as everyone who is getting more geared towards trend, I would say keto's trendy, a trendy diet thing, beers. That was the third time, by the way. I'm going to keep on saying it. I got a marker here and I'm marking it down. Now um, that that beers now are are marketing like how many carbs are in their beer, like Michelob Light on their commercials, like two carbs. Well, I know Matt told me, isn't Miller Lite less calorie or less carbs yeah, so, than... Um, when I used to sell... The one month I ever hit my number, my sales quota selling to bars was a January. And because um, everybody was doing McUltra for um, you know January beer of the month because it was 2.6 car- or 3 carbs. Right, right. Um, Working and, on their New Year's resolutions. Yeah, so McUltra, I think, is like three carbs or 3.2, and uh, Miller Lite's like 2.6. So I used to sell Miller Lite. So everywhere there was a McUltra sign that said 3.2 carbs, I put a Miller Lite sign next to it that said 2.6 carbs. <laughs> that was the only time I ever hit my number. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it. it is one of those things that people have these resolutions that are crazy. And North Center Brewing Company... A shout out to Kevin and them. They're actually having a ruin your resolution party this Saturday, uh, where they're giving out like donuts and over the top hamburgers and beer specials. So, uh, if you have a resolution that you're thinking about breaking, definitely head over to Northville this Saturday. The twenty sixth. The twenty sixth. The twenty sixth. You know, if this is past that, then sorry, you missed out. No, it's going on Friday. This goes up on Friday. So oh, I was just gonna say in general, like yeah, yeah. if they listen to this oh. next week. Um, yeah, so hurry up and go to Northville tonight or tomorrow. Well, I know I, I noticed uh, Mark Logos posted over from Old Nation, uh, one of the sales reps over there, really really great guy. We he posted about B forty three, which was the brute IPA of M forty three, yeah, and talking about the low carbs in brute forty three, and I don't like brute IPAs. Uh, I didn't even get a chance to try it, which kind of sucks, but that was the first thing I noticed in regards to the fact of what they were selling it on was the caloric intake as well as the the carbs in it. And we kind of talked about it with Nick the Brewer this past week on Better on Draft, uh, episode 162. And we were talking about calories because obviously Bud Light is now launching the, the calorie, the nutrition label with the ingredients. Right, right. Yeah. And I think we, we see the trend kind of change a little bit, but I think no matter what, people have always been kind of conscious of what they're intaking. I think it's going – it won't sway anybody too much. I think it's going to be more competition in the yellow beer category, like Miller to Coors, Coors to Bud, Bud to Miller. So I don't think anyone's going to be really eating into the 
um, the craft beer hitting, but I think a lot of people are going to start looking at what the caloric intake is of craft beer and change their craft beer choices. So they're going to, instead of doing a bunch of two hearteds, they might go towards an Orsman, uh, or an Oberon or something that might be a little bit less caloric. But as Nick talked about it on our show, as well as Matt kind of talked about it earlier, you're going to start weighing in the economics of how much you're paying for your beer, the ABV of that beer and the calories now in that beer and you're going to come up with some calculation of what you can drink how much you can drink to get the proper drunk for the proper price and the proper calories yeah and i mean what is the proper drunk yes uh, this um but i think like i'm sipping on this uh this isr this insufferable righteous or self-righteous stout if i were drinking like yellow beer during it i would have probably had like three or four at this point Whereas I've had like half of one. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I'm probably going to consume the exact same amount of calories because you got to think calories are in the alcohol themselves. So whether you have 10, four ABV beers or three, 12 ABV beers, you're basically having the same amount of calories. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to change much. I, I kind of disagree with Ken in that. I think, Budweiser's doing this thing. They're going to end up getting kicked in the butt by Miller Lite because Miller Lite, like I said, is is less uh, calories and carbs. And then I think maybe uh, Sam Adams might do something like that to say, hey, look at us as well. But that's going to kind of differentiate themselves from the rest of the craft beer. I was going to say that would make them even more on the side of yeah, the, the, the macro, craft. macro craft. Yeah, yeah. so that's going to distinguish them from the, the small guys like the Sheboygans and, um, you know, the Dark Horses who aren't going to do it. Um, When's, like, Sam going to come out and make just the highest calorie beer? They already do. The, the Utopias. The highest calorie beer? Probably. Just because uh, of the alcohol content, the you al- think? Yeah, because your alcohol is what makes the, it makes it caloric for the most part, the sugars. Um, I mean, so unless, unless you're adding actual sugar into the... I mean, maybe it's that snake venom by the Brewdogs guys. Oh, is like that the, the raccoon taxidermy? The squirrel, yeah. yeah, the taxidermy um, beer. But I can't imagine like like a, a donut beer. Like, uh, I don't know what they call it. What one well, well voodoo donut. Voodoo from Rogue. voodoo donut from Rogue? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's extra calories in there because of the, the donut, but I imagine the sugar converts to alcohol, which... Again, goes to increasing the alcohol, which she just kind of does. But I could be wrong. I'm not a, a brew scientist. I just envision like Dogfish Head coming out with something like a gravy texture that's alcohol that's just completely 100 percent like. Well, they're the, the ones that color. came out with like the 666 IBU beer, right? Which well, after that's, that's anything what I'm saying. after they could do like something crazy, hundred you don't. The only know. way Dogfish Head will do that is if they find that somebody else has done it first and they can do it and then sue them over it. <laughs> but that's just. You know what's crazy is the amount of times Dogfish Head gets brought up in our conversation, and it's not about their beer, and it's about their legal situations. Yet everyone loves Sam, right? I mean... You know, I've heard amazing stories about Sam, like personable stories of people meeting Sam, but... In regards to, I've I've heard more horror stories from meeting Sam and dealing with Sam. I've heard horror stories of people not meeting Sam personally, but through email yeah. meeting him or his lawyers, as that were. You know, it's, I, I'll give him a little bit of credit in the fact that typically he does get hands-on in regards to when there is a dispute. Okay. We'll use that, that term loose. Like, it doesn't go from yeah. lawyer to person who they're suing and that's it it usually goes lawyer to that person and then sam will come in and be like you know hey 
stop it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's doing much, but he's at least getting hands on, which yeah. I guess is nicer than just sicking your lawyers. Yeah, I mean, he, I briefly met him at the at GABF a couple years ago. He was not manning the Dogfish Head table booth, but he was there. But he was surrounded by every craft beer woman, lady, friend that yeah. that wanted beer. All just wanted to get beer from Sam. Okay. He's a handsome gentleman. Okay, well, I, he has a book own. that I haven't read yet. Well, that's good. It's on my Odyssey. I could have swore you said he. I could have swore you said he has a milk that you haven't read. A milk? I thought that's what I thought you said. All I heard was a hard K, and I'm like, why does he have a milk? Oh no, he meant book. <laughs> Sorry. It's been that kind of. It's been a long day, man. It's been a long day. You got to You got to You got a milk to read. All right. <laughs> a milk. I I heard the yeah, K. I, I, I thought it was milk. I, I, any any time I say a word with K. It's going to be milk now. Okay. It's that hard K you got going. It's that, uh, it's that Kenko. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Did you say it's that? that it's that Milko? Milk? Yeah. Milko? <laughs> okay. Is that what you're saying? Okay. No, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what you're this saying. It's actually really good. What did you pour, Ken? Oh, uh, that's the Rasgar from Sellerman's. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And I'm taking this all to myself, which is the, uh, I got it from the Plastipic folks over at the craft brewers conference uh omb's alt beer okay because okay. uh nobody really brews an alt beer now what is an alt beer it's uh old beer from uh germany so it's okay. definitely malt malt forward um i actually brewed my own alt beer over at north center brewery um which they had the second iteration this year uh which it's called ultraviolet um, that was one of the things like, you know, trying to find names on untapped to make it sure, you know, I don't get sued by any bullshit. Um, Are you just a big fan of that movie? Uh, ultra, well, it's A-L-T-R-A. Oh, okay. Ultraviolet. Gotcha. Um, kind of like ultraviolet rays. I mean, you know, there are other things in movies in the world. I don't think so. No, no. Fair. Movies and podcasts. That's all there. Movies and podcasts. Um, sometimes there's podcasts about movies. And sometimes rarely there's movies about podcasts yeah but yeah i'm trying to think there there hasn't been a tusk has podcast tusk in it. has a podcast in it well wow, that is a deep kevin smith cut right there well the new halloween movie has a podcast in it for all Does 15 it? minutes yeah Does it? i haven't seen it's it. the most pointless plot line in a movie i've ever seen is it a, oh isn't yeah, the whole isn't the whole reason they go visit him because they're doing a podcast story about yeah. him like in a like a serial or yeah spoiler alert and then they die like 15 minutes into it. So it completely, like the storyline completely goes away. It's it's the absolute dumbest. Well, they in, they do what they're supposed to do. They introduce you back into the world of why they're, why this is even happening. I suppose, but I, I'm a big Halloween. I haven't Hall- seen the movie. I'm a big Halloween junkie. That's the, the horror franchise I love the most. And that was the the dumbest part of the movie i thought i mean the, they lost you on that they no they didn't lose me on that even I, as a podcaster you couldn't you couldn't wrap your head around those characters um he no. doesn't listen to podcasts that isn't better i don't really draft, yeah, I'm not gonna I, lie. oh really i've listened to yours a couple times just to get familiar yes, with what i was getting nah. into um although i do have to say and you still came yeah oh, well you had such a great soundtrack in the background at royal oak brewing company <laughs> that i just thought you had like Umbrella by Rihanna, and then you had Foo Fighters. I had right no after control that. over that, but yeah. So yeah, I was just hoping we would have a good soundtrack <laughs> to play over, just to get rid of this horribly nasally voice. Um, yeah, I'm definitely the one that listens to a lot more podcasts. Yeah, there is a like, like the Up and Vanished 
um, if you're familiar with that podcast. I'm not. So are you familiar with the, the YouTube band, Right Side of the Tree? No. So this would have been like... This is like a tribute th- band this, to YouTube? No, this, this would have been Isn't on... The, like, the right-hand side or the correct side of the tree? Uh, it would be to That's the open right to interpretation. Yeah, I mean... It, uh, no, they've explained it. It's okay. go to the uh. right side of the tree. So in regards to the 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 band itself, so they were just like a, um, a frat boy uh, rap band that would put all their stuff on YouTube. And so this dude who would have songs about beer pong and hello KBS in the fridge. Um, and CBS in the fridge. Oh, CBS in the fridge too. So he would talk about DKML, all... Oh, oh no. No, ooh, I see Coonan bottle for sure. Yeah, Fourth few dimension. shillings, too many. few shillings, that's a good beer. Okay, so, I wouldn't be mad if you poured me just a smidge. The guy who made that band made a podcast called Up and Vanish, and what he did was is he just went on some Reddit page about cold cases, and sure enough, found one about a murder um, call of Tara Grinstead over in Atlanta. There we go. And while they were filming the podcast talking about it, they actually found the killers as he's recording this cold case podcast and he gets called into court because obviously this podcast is ongoing as they find the killers. So he's made a few others since then. He did uh, Atlanta monster about the Atlanta child killers. Um, he's doing one right now about the Zodiac killer and he did. A is he going to solve that one too? I don't think so. I think <laughs> did he live I, in Houston? I, I don't know if he just kind of went too big, uh, too fast, but you know, imagine if you will, as like a podcaster breaking that kind of news on your podcast. I wouldn't believe it. Even if I was the one breaking it, I'd be like, no way this, you, everyone knows about this, right? Like, yeah, so it's it's actually not now that I think about it, the second season of Up and Vanished is about a lost woman in like the Colorado Rockies. Okay. Where like a lot of people, like free spirited people go to disappear, like to live off the grid. Oh like Slate City in Arizona or California? Yeah, something like that. So they kinda like live off the grid and sure enough. Um, you know, no longer has been found or can't, hasn't been found and nobody's found her and there's no updates or anything like that. But it's also one of those things to where it's the belief of the internet and how people become these internet sleuths and how, you know, there, if you go on YouTube, there's so many videos about crimes and, um, problems and issues that have been solved via Reddit. Really? You just get something that's you get a bunch of people working on one project. A lot of people can solve it based on, you know, as we have three different people here, we all have three different ways we've grown up. We've all been introduced to the business three different ways. We have a different mindset for any single question about beer that comes to us. By the way, this tastes like banana bread. Do you think so? too many? Yeah. I'm getting straight banana bread, like in, in the best possible way. Like, like is the shit's bananas? No, like molasses and. Br- I'm getting, I'm getting that molasses. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of sweetness, like a banana. This is ooh. I don't think I, I get banana. Like I'm, get, I'm not, I'm getting the molasses. For I'm getting me, I'm the molasses sure. for sure. I can, I, I guess, I can subtly like see banana. the banana, but it also could be just you. Oh, I'm my pushing your inception. vision. On, yeah, inception of the brain is saying you say banana, and I go, yeah, of course, there's banana in it. Do you think people could do that to beer reviewers? Like, if you had a friend that was like such this crazy beer review critic, and you just started naming a bunch of things, yes, for the hundred percent. 
You think you could totally like incept his entire hundred percent? Yeah, because if even if there's like the like so, I believe you. There could probably be subtle, real notes of of banana in there, right? Or some combination of flavors that represent as banana, and that's probably why I, I can taste it after you say it. But in the same same regard, I've done it to other people, and they've done it to me, where I've I've drank beer and I go, eh, I don't really like it. I don't like this. It also and they'll the- go, well, what about that, uh, the chocolate on the back? And I go, what, what are you talking about? And I'll take another sip and I'll sit there for a second and I'll appears. go, okay, yeah, I do I do taste a little chocolate. And maybe I'm just very easily it could be <laughs> easily the end of this. turned. It, it could be, I'm weak-minded uh, and thus Inception works. But It could be the bottom of the, this ISR that was just in this glass too for all we know. Um, I'm not mad at this at all. This is delicious. Yeah, this this is really good. I'll make sure I get a glass before. Yeah, there's there's some light. I know, but I'm I'm enjoying my alt beer. <laughs> um, so for for my beer box, have you guys? Do you guys have the year lined up already? We, do you have twelve? Um, so eleven breweries. Um, I have more than twelve breweries that have expressed interest. I actually just got a text from another, or um, a brewery rep while we were sitting here about getting into the box. Um, it's a bigger brewery. Um. But um, yes and no. So I have more than enough people that want to be in the box. I have not coordinated who's going to be in what box. Um, so I, I want to do it to where it makes sense, though, too. So I don't want to send – I don't want to do like Ordox in, in Marquette in February because no one is going to, in their right mind, go to the UP in, in, yeah. in the wintertime yeah. unless you, for some reason, live up there. Um, like line up UP breweries like yeah, the so, months before the well, fall yeah, beer festival so, up there. Yeah, th- you know that's not a bad idea. But one of the one of the breweries that I'm excited to work with that I guess um, I haven't talked to yet, but is is Snowbelt and Gaylord. You know, a lot of people go up north in the summer months. So um, if you are heading up there and you don't know about Snowbelt and you're going up north, um, hey, I've, I've got a free beer or I've got you know. Um, a coupon for a free appetizer or right, something like right. that. While I'm making my trip up north, I'll stop in Gaylor to get something to eat because I've got this coupon. Or um, one of the breweries that um, I'm kind of excited about is North End Brewing in Grand Rapids. So they're on the north end of Grand Rapids, go figure, um, where there isn't there aren't a whole lot of breweries. So the idea of sending you to Grand Rapids Beer City to a brewery that is brand new that you wouldn't hear about and that's kind of out of the way, you know, that's the whole premise of the box is, hey, you like craft beer, let me get you deeper into craft beer. Let me take you to places that you've never heard of, that you didn't know existed, because, you know, let's be obvious, part of craft beer is being exclusive and knowing what other people don't and kind of being the whole, yeah, have pink, you had this beer yet? Pinkies up, yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, have you heard of this brewery or... Or, or, you know, have you tried this style of beer? And that's right. kind of the whole premise of the write-up in the box is, hey, this is the brewery, this is the style of beer, their flagships they're known for. So, you know, the premise of the box is you can basically talk intelligently about that brewery having never been there. because And you have the stickers to put on your, your kegerator, the coasters to put on your man cave, the shirt to wear. Basically, all the merch that you could possibly want to collect is in that box. Oh, by the way, when you go there, we're going to incentivize you. We're going to give you something. We're going right. to give you a reason to go too. So, um, it's definitely 
just a multifaceted purpose of kind of bringing everybody together. Awesome. Awesome. I, I look forward to taking this coupon to North Center and actually going there for the first time. I'll, and I'll be that guy. I'm going to wear the shirt. I'm going to wear the shirt and go in and be like, yeah, I'm, I've been with North Center. I've been running with North Center from day one, son. I got the shirt to prove it. Let's do this. So, they, they, I mean, they just started a food program last fall, I think. Something uh, very, very recent. Uh, oh, you know what? It was uh, literally a year ago because it was when I was brewing the Ultraviolet in 2017. Yeah. So that's when they started it because they were having me try food and they put a giant dollop of sour cream on chili and I'm like, I don't like sour cream. But, um, I mean, their food's actually really good. Uh, they had this supreme quesadilla, which I'm a big quesadilla proponent and I was really impressed by it. What's your perfect quesadilla? Oh, oh my God. Um, so uh, there's a Rams horn by my house that does a breakfast quesadilla, which is super good. Okay. Um, I don't know, even know, because I've had Greek quesadillas where it's like feta and spinach and red onion, which oh, are oh, that sounds, that sounds really awesome. good. Um, yeah, you know who makes a really good like low key quesadilla that I love, and it's the Catherine Place over in Troy. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you what, my favorite quesadilla is probably uh, Gilbert's in Saint Clair Shores, kind of because I'm from there, but it's because they they it's such a big quesadilla. They cut it up into like. 16 different slices to where it's like it's a never-ending quesadilla nice and i'm a glutton so i can say are you just a cheese guy or you put cheese you got chicken you got bacon you got the only uh, i don't think bacon is necessary in a quesadilla (sighs) you can't go wrong with bacon on anything though yeah but you know i i prefer if i'm gonna go um like ethnic i don't want to bring it back to continental you know i'm gonna want you don't pico. want to mix the two styles? Yeah, I want to go pico. I want to go cheese. I want to go... So you're not a big fan of the quesadilla burger at Applebee's? You know what I am, actually? I haven't had it. Boom. I haven't Wrench had it. in your story here. Let's I, go. I haven't had the quesadilla burger in God knows how long. I didn't know this was the thing. It is. You know the quesadilla burger? It no. is the sloppiest thing you'll ever put in your face. <laughs> um, it's so... I, I've, had a, I've had a grilled cheeseburger... Is that the two grilled cheeses as the buns? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's way too much for me. Um, yeah, it's a bit much. But Dial it back. <laughs> Dial it back to the Dial quesadilla burger. I guess my two bugaboos, I don't do sour cream and I don't do olives. Otherwise, you guys and your sour cream. I don't I don't like the mouthfeel. That's that's the one thing that you initially turned me off to dark beers is they're all so viscous. And I just don't like that, you know, palate-altering creme on your yeah. – your, your tongue and palate and yeah i don't mind it like it made in soups and stuff like i used to make a cheeseburger soup that would have sour cream and like mixed in mixed it but but as its own entity as its own entity hell no no like i i will sour cream and pickles will literally give me this this gag reflex (laughs) pickles like if i if i don't if i don't check my burger anytime i go like if so you're going you're going i'll take a cheeseburger uh hold the sour cream hold the pickles well i don't know who put sour sour cream on a burger you never know i I have more questions (laughs) about this like a stroganoff burger are you putting like mushrooms and yeah you gotta have the mushrooms no mushrooms. Grilled mushrooms, grilled onions. No, the only fun guy I need is me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can cut him off now. <laughs> I forgot what sour cream was called today. I went to buy my lunch, and I was like, I'll take some of the white stuff. <laughs> and they go, sour cream? I go, yeah, sure. I'll take that, please. It was at Chipotle. I was, 
Oh, we got to go to Qdoba. It's so much better. Long day. Qdoba's, you didn't... Uh, I think Qdoba's 100 times better than Chipotle. I was I first like, introduced to like these wet, burri- uh, wet burrito kind of places, like sure. a subway of burritos, when I moved here to Michigan, because they didn't have them in Oregon, they didn't have them in uh, Pennsylvania when I was living there, and... Uh, and I, I rode with Kidoba for the longest time because our my fraternity would uh, would make these fake uh, coupons where it was a buy one get one. Nice. They were real coupons at one time, but they didn't just have an ex- going, they didn't right? have an expiration date on them. No. So someone saved it and just kept on printing them out. That's the way to go. To the point where my junior year, we went to buy Kidoba and they pulled out a laminated uh, sheet of what coupons not to accept. And our coupon was right there on, on that laminated sheet. And they're like, yeah, we can't accept that. We're like, all right, let everybody know. And uh, and that was the end of that. But uh, I'm, I'm a Chipotle guy. I just think they're, uh, I think the the meat at Qdoba is so much more moist. And it's less, I think it's drier and more like just like you're chewing sandpaper more at Qdoba. Or I at, think at maybe because what I eat at Chipotle is a lot different. I just get the burrito. Well, I get the salad. Oh, I get I get a a bowl with fajita veggies and meat. No, I'm, I'm a pork burrito guy. See, I can't I can't do like hot stuff. So no fajita veggies, okay. no onions, no sweet peppers. Even though it's not hot, no sweet peppers. Okay. When like I'll I'll get a salad um, with chicken, cheese, queso. Okay. That's it. Uh, uh, Simple, easy. I will run through Mexican food any day of the week, <laughs> and it'll run through you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you have you been to Evie's in uh, downtown or in Mexican Village? I have, oh. That uh, Pokemon themed Mexican joint. Uh, it's g- good, good pull. Not exactly. I don't know if I have. There's so many places down there. So Evie's is a huge like tamale to go type place. Oh, like if you oh, love tamales, that is the joint to go because they'll have like twelve different tamales to go. I'm more of like a I'm more of a handheld guy. So give me a give me a just. A shit ton of tacos, and I will sit there like the happiest camper in the world. So is that your number one like drunk food? Like if you had to draft like a top five drunk food, oh. what, what was your what would be your choices? Top five. Like drunk after foods? this, what are you going to eat? <laughs> I'm going home. And I'm going to crash hard. Um, if I were to pick an, uh, yeah, White I think, Castle. No, God, no. That's gonna make. Um, by Crave Case. You know, actually, okay. Oh, no, that's too much for me. Like, I, I'm, I'm definitely, as much as I used to be, like, prior to even uh, starting, like, weight loss and stuff, like, when I would go, I could only do, like, a, a little four-burger meal and fries. Oh, you bitch. Oh, the the worst is when I would go like y- my Taco Bell meal, like what I would get at Taco Bell would disgust you. And especially if I'm doing like a long drive, like if I get Taco Bell and I have a five hour drive home from like Chicago or something. How many bathroom I, stops are you making on the way? Uh, well, I know every single exit <laughs> off of 94 that has a, a rest area. A spot, a <laughs> I know but if I, I have would, this chimichanga, I got 45 minutes until I hit exit one. The, the thing that I would do though is, is that I would order food for later on the road trip so I wouldn't have to stop again. Right. But then I would eat it like right away. Yeah. And then I'd be like, shit, now I feel like shit. And I got a shit. <laughs> uh, well, so- it's, it's like going on a road trip and you pick up my my advice is McDonald's. You know, pick up McDonald's. You're like, oh, this will last me, you know, 20, 30 minutes on the road trip. Keep me busy. Five minutes in, you're like, oh, shit, that was the last <laughs> French fry. And, yeah. Uh, Rim. Or you order a couple like McChickens or McDoubles for the long trip, and you're like, "Oh, you know, I'll have those later. You know, they'll be fine." Yeah. And then that you eat them, and you're like, "What the hell?" But if it's not White Castle, uh, Coney's. Yeah. So, well, not Coney's, not the hot dogs. Um, 
corned beef hash with eggs over easy and hash browns. Okay. Would be my drunk food draft champion because you make a mess. You get the corned beef. Is this with, self-made? No, it's, again, Coney Island. Coney Island? It's okay. like the 425 breakfast special that you get at like 3 o'clock in the morning. You okay. get the grease from the, the hash brown. There's, uh, Leaving Luna when it was open. I was going to say, so walk into that Coney in downtown Royal Oak where everyone kind of crashes after the bars close. Or? Well, now that Luna's closed, that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But yeah, like Well, the that that Coney wasn't downtown. You're talking of the the one right by I'm um, thinking the one right by like Blaze Pizza yeah. and Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Kirby's. Is that a Yeah, uh, yeah. that's Is Kirby's. It a Kirby's? I think it's, it's a Kirby's. I thought it was Coney. a Leo's. Uh, could be. Uh, no, I don't think it's a Leo's. Uh, there's so many Coney Islands in the state. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Because when you leave the area, there's no such. Everyone's like Coney Island, like New York. Right. Right. But yeah, it's definitely the like, it's breakfast, is where I'm going. Okay, so that's your your choice. If you're drunk, you're going for breakfast. Yeah. Have and you even been to Owl down here, over on Woodward. Why would I, I? I live on the other side of the world. I live on the other side of town. I wouldn't come to this way. For breakfast, I've been to, like that's a reason why I love Axel. Okay, they do like handmade from scratch breakfasts, and like the eggs are always perfectly runny. Like I've been in so many fights with waitresses at Coney Island. I really haven't been, but I demand over easy eggs because I like the runniness. Do you send them back? You can't because I don't trust what happens at a at a kitchen where they make like four twenty. Because you don't want really runny eggs with spit in them and at, yeah, among other things. Um, but you always get over medium, so I always ask like super over easy because I love to like after you like mash the corned beef and hash and the eggs and the f- stuff together, like right. just scoop it up with the bread. You're not you're not going for the individual items together. You're mushing it oh, all yeah, together that, that, into one concoction. It's gonna look of, like it's gonna look like food. a war zone on yeah. a plate. You're gonna see yellow and red and just just disgustingness. Like, if you're one of those people that eat things that don't want food touching, I am not your dinner partner of choice. <laughs> what's what's your food of drunk food of choice? If if I'm in town, uh, it's definitely Lafayette Coney. Okay. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've left the show and I'm like, I should get something to eat before I get home because if I don't eat, this is going to exacerbate the uh the alcohol intake for sure because like when i'll get home depending on what i've had and stuff there are times where i just be like i want a few more drinks yeah so lafayette coney there's also another coney right on grashit um that i'll go to just in case like lafayette's busy like if it's a if i look at my phone i'm like oh red wings game just let out nope i ain't going to lafayette um so yeah lafayette is definitely my my drunk food and then if i'm not in town like i'm just somewhere random you know to be honest wendy's because it's just so greasy yeah and like i'm definitely the kind of person that wants a grease bomb and unless it's a slider joint that i trust that i know i ain't going to it yeah i've also been known to smash a hot and ready too Back oh God, in college, that even, used to be the thing I to do. I can't even tell you the last time I had a hot and ready. Well, I know we. Like, I might have been married the last time I had a hot and ready. <laughs> well, craft beer con, we got hungry hours. We did. And we just mur- that was a mistake. Yeah, for that me. was a bad time. Did you have you ever been on keto? Like decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna have a carb pizza, bomb? like a carb bomb. I did that tonight. You, yeah. Like you just feel like sh- like I got sick. I ate three IHOP pancakes tonight and i was i felt like <laughs> oh shit for, i for an hour yeah i i definitely that was a mistake was ordering that hungry howie's 
Like drinking the beer, like drinking it hasn't been an issue, but the second that I eat, yeah. and what was funny was is that our co-host Nick at his wedding, like I had a half a piece of pizza on the way out as I was walking to my car at the studio, and I got sick that night, and I'm like, I don't know why I thought this would be any different, <laughs> me destroying cheese bread and pizza, but no, um... But, like, when I do, like, I'll do a coney and a bowl of chili, and, like, that one piece of hot dog bread is fine. Yeah. But anything more... But if I'm, you I'm, overload on those yeah. carbs, you're just down for the count. Yeah. You should do keto, Matt. You know, I... It's so popular. Every now and again, I, I try to keto for, like, a day and a half. <laughs> I do that with uh, being vegan, and then I eat cheese. So, I'm, uh, I'm on this, this bag salad kick, so... Um, I go to Kroger and they have these like full salads in a bag. Yeah, yeah. It's like they give you the dressing and the toppings and all that stuff. And I mean, it's according to you guys more net carbs than I should be having in a day. And it's just salad well, the, dressing. The, the, the green veggies ain't too fine. It's the root veggies, so it's the onions. Well, if you have like, red onions like in there, carrots. It's like in eighteen there, carbs in that bag. in there. That's not too bad. So. It's like, I mean, that's more for more than you typically want for a meal, but whatever the dietary fiber is in there too. Well, I know, I get that. You know, it's net like, carbs. Yeah, it's net carbs. No, it's it's like eighteen net carbs. Oh, or whatever it is. Well, that's too bad. That's a, that's so, a lot. So, um, I just figure like if I can't eat salad, it, and I'm sure it's probably the dressing and the toppings that are probably really running up the the carbs. Yeah. And how this devolved to a better on carbs I don't know <laughs> it depends on the dressing but most dressings if it's a cream based dressing like Caesar you're perfectly fine oh. um, but so I do I do a lot of those bag salads and those are always over so I'm just like fuck it so is better on draft and my beer box y'all's day job no no uh, I'm a real estate consultant okay um, so I sell houses like I'll I'll sell you a house to live in but a lot of what I do is uh, I work with a lot of investors both domestically and internationally where they just say hey we're looking for a house you know that we can uh put a tenant in and collect rent from so here's our budget you know find us the house with the best return so a lot of that's done from uh my basketball shorts in the comfort of my own home um, which kind of allows me to to focus as much on both better on draft and the beer box um but i mean like today i had a showing in in arbor at 10 30 and i live in St. Clair Shore. So, I mean, if you're not from Michigan, basically one side of the state, halfway the other, to the other side of the state almost. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of when I listen both ways to your shows. Like, cool, let's, you know, hear about this guy and see what he's doing. Um, I, I got to admit, I always get embarrassed when people tell me they listen to the show, even though that's the goal <laughs> of this whole thing is to have people listen to the show. But uh, sometimes I just forget things that I've said on the show. So Yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> I forget people that I interview on the show. Yeah, I see. It's the other way for me. People forget that they've been on my show. Like I've gone, I've gone up and been like, "Hey, what's going on?" They'd be like, "If I met you, it's like, yeah, we sat down for a solid hour, face to face, just you and me, inter- you know, very, very romantically, just with mics in our hands." I think it might be a little bit different because you're going one on one, whereas we're more a party. Yeah, you know when yeah. when you're not necessarily getting bombarded, but when you're joining four or five people at one point, um, it's borderline inappropriate at sometimes. <laughs> yeah, the show gets a little bit different. Like for me, like my my main job, I'm in restaurant point of sale. Okay. So I travel the state. I go to restaurants every single day. I was at a restaurant today working for eight hours. And in regards to what I do, like I keep beer box one hundred or beer box. Yes, beer box, my beer box at mybeerbox.com. 
uh, as well as Better on Draft 100% separate from each other. So I have a job, it pays my bills, and then it kind of like feeds this. But, you know, for us, like we're appreciative of the sponsors that pays for our studio time. You know, we, we've got, I don't know how many times we've said it, but they're going to appreciate it, North Center Brewing. Um, as well as the Tuna Liquor over in Rochester Hills. And that's definitely, you know, one of the premier bottle shops in the state is that place right there. Why do you say that? So along with their Growler, um, Growler fill station that they have, uh, which oops, uh, always seems to have really rare beers that nobody knows about. So they kind of just kind of stay there. Um, like they had all the Arclight Sours. Um, just on draft randomly. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow, you could get a lot of people to come here. Yeah. Um, but in regards to it, they cater to everyone, which is kind of nice. So it's a full-on liquor store. So liquor, beer, wine. Um, My favorite kind of cigars. It's a boys. It's a, it's a boys? It's, it's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the, I just had a baby. It's a boy cigar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it has my mother's favorite wine, though, yeah. Patty. Uh, my mother listens to my show, by the way. My but, mom listened to to my other podcast that I did, which was more appropriate. My my mother has learned things like that I started drinking when I was 12. <laughs> and she's like, what? When did this happen? And I'm like, well, when I was 12. Um, so... In regards to Zatuna Liquor, though, like it's just a full-on liquor store. The hours are good. They sell singles. They have every single release that you want. They have tastings pretty much every Friday. Yeah. So it's it's a very, very solid place, but it is the rapport that Jack builds with all of his return customers that is something you cannot beat anywhere else. And the fact of how much knowledge he retains yeah, when it, people yeah. show up it is crazy. Because every single time, because he, he talks, and he will talk and talk, and I love the guy to death, and sometimes I'm like, I just, I just got to go halfway through a conversation. I'm like, I'm sorry. like I was expecting to spend 10 minutes here. It's been 45, <laughs> and I have a place to be. But every single person that walks in, he knows that person's name. He knows what they want. If it's cigarettes, he'll already, like while talking to me, go get the pack of cigarettes while they're shopping for booze. Um, or start grabbing the pint or the fifth that they want. Like it's crazy the amount of information this guy retains. And he, since he does buy everything from all the distributors, when somebody has a special order or a request, he gets that. He always gets it because he, uh, the distributors know to take care of him. Because if yeah. you don't, then that next time that you need to sell in a placement, Jack will just say no. I mean, he'll probably still cave and say yes, but um, he gets he gets what he wants from his his distributor network. Okay. Um, so if you've got like, if you're looking for something, he can find it. He's one of the few places that'll say, if it's out there, I'll find it. And even if uh, if it's not necessarily out in distribution, he, you know, people. It's just weird. The craft beer community basically kind of revolves around Jack almost, to where if there's a beer trade going on, sometimes they'll just drop it off at Jack's and they'll say, this is for so and so, and that so and so will. Say, oh, cool, this is, you know, and they'll do the trade. So if Jack, you know, if someone says, Jack, hey, do you know where I can find Allagash, since they don't distribute in Michigan anymore, right? right? Correct. Um, he'll tell you to go to Benny's in Chicago. Yeah, or he'll tell you where to go, or if he knows somebody that has some, he'll make sure that, or like, if he hears somebody going to Chicago, say, uh, you know, I don't have it, but I'll, this guy's going to Chicago, I'll have him pick, 
you know, bring a case back and, yeah. and, and do it like and that. And that's, that's the thing too, is that he's built such a large community to where, you know, whenever I'm out of state, like that's, he's one of, you know, sans the, the co-host and stuff. He's one of two people that I call like, Hey, I'm in the state. Is there anything you want me to pick up or look for just for you? You know, and he doesn't necessarily need a buyer. He doesn't need anything. Sometimes it's just for him personally. Yeah. Um, but in the same sense, if I ever need anything, which again, you know, we, we talked earlier about, chasing beers and it's a rarity for me to chase a beer so when i want a beer i definitely want that beer um and you want to talk over the last two years it's there was one beer that i wanted that i just couldn't get until what is it what beer is it i got it um but it was uh i'm so excited i'm so scared from funky buddha yeah i dropped the ball on that one and what had happened was, is it was on one of the the internet forums and some guy was in Florida and I just like, I didn't think anything of it. And I said, Hey, if you see this beer, tell me. And sure enough, an hour later, he's at a beer store and he sees a shelf of the beers. And I'm like, like my, my eyes lit up. Sorry. We're on audio medium. It's not <laughs> buy them all. It's not like Ship better on draft, lot. you know, podcast over at betterondraft.com, uh, where you can see the video every Friday night, 7 PM Eastern. I. Uh, so you can, he sends it to me and I'm like, you know what? Cause he's, he's flying. So it's not, if he was driving, I definitely ask for him. Like just buy one. Cause I'm sure he's buying for other people. He's buying for himself. Yeah. Like just buy one bottle. And he told me the price. I sent him the Venmo and he was home for like three or four weeks. And he's like, you ever going to come pick up your beer? And I'm like, you know, it's you, you, he lived, you know, over in Ann Arbor. So it wasn't like the easiest thing to right, just go right. get it and do. And I'm like, I already paid you, so I'm not too worried. I'm like, if you need me to get the beer today, I'll make the time to come today. If not, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But, you know, you you believe in those types of communities, and that's what Jack promotes is community. Very cool. Now, um... We just stroked him so hard right now. <laughs> yeah, really. So hard. <laughs> uh, what have been kind of your highlights of being in this community like some of the some of the better times or or some of your um, best memories or experiences in being part of the craft beer community honestly the first time this was at ashley's cascale festival and so this isn't people i met this isn't anything like that um somebody came up to me this was before we started video and said are you ken and I go, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's something. So he's like, I recognized your voice from Better on Draft. And I'm like, wow. I, it, it really helped me realize that a lot of people listen to the show, look yeah. at the show. I've got that a couple of times. That's weird. That's <laughs> yeah. weird. And, and I, you know, as, as a highlight in regards to not, not like, hey, we made it, but it's, hey, you know, people listen to you. Kind of like you're like, oh, you forget that people listen to right, you, that you're right. not just talking into a, a void or an ether. Um but to be honest, I think it was this past, you know, a couple weeks ago at the Craft Brewers Conference because I was, there was a lot of people that I knew, but most people I didn't. And getting introduced to people and talking to people and we had people and we're, we're talking Brewers Guild Old Guard. Like we're talking Dragonmead, Coonan, um, Black Lotus wasn't there, Rochester Mills, uh, Liberty Street, you know, these breweries that have been there for 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah that are introducing me to some of the newer guys, some of the other guys that recognize me, that are stopping their conversation to say hi to me. Um, You know, those are the kinds of things that I appreciate because our job has been solely to promote the industry. 
And I feel like they see that as well. And they're like, you know, hey, we want to help you promote the industry because you're helping us promote us. Right, right. So that was definitely, you know, a a very humbling and very drunk experience, (laughs) to say the least. Um, I think some of the cooler things are, um, you know, when we want to go to a beer fest, we've got a lot of connections to where they just say, you know, here, here are tickets. Just come pour, you know, for us for a couple hours or whatnot. So sitting or around. Or do a write-up. Yeah, pouring Doing beer. Doing that media pass life. Ish, yeah. Um, you know, pouring beer for people um, and getting free passes to the, the brew fests. Yeah. Not having to spend our coins at the brew fest. Um, that is nice when you have talked to or know the brewers and they just walk up and, go, and you walk up and they go, hey, what, what do you want, you know? It's it's not more. What do you want? It's here. Have this yeah, try, one. Yeah, try this. I, or, um, Jade and James uh, was the worst too because they wanted me to try. It was a summer fest and they wanted me to try their Russian Imperial Stout. And mind you, I'm definitely one of the people that does not drink high ABV heavy beers during the winter yeah. or during the summer. Excuse me. And sure enough, I'm like, hey, just give me a little taste and full glass. And yeah. I'm like, I hate you so much because I'm not gonna dump it. One, it's rude. Two, it's rude to dump beer. Right. Um, but I also think one of the things that I kind of that's gratifying is um, when you meet people that you want to come on the show. They've already heard of the show and they already want to come on. And then kind of once you rap, everyone's like, "Oh man, this was so fun! I can't wait to do it again." Um, so it's kind of um, not. It's not like it's like when you maybe it's like the meeting of the idols kind of thing. Like I'm sure when movie stars are kids and they see people that they admire growing up or, or basketball players, idolize playing with LeBron and they, right, with LeBron. Right. but like, we've got relationships with, you know, um, people from old nation and odd side. So like we say, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Come on the show. And they're excited. They bring their beers. Um, and they want to be a part of us as much as, we want to be a part of them, and they want to include us, and it wants to go both ways. So um, it's back to that niche that we've kind of settled into in the community where, um, you know, if there's a rep, you know, from the west side of the state or from northern Michigan that's in the area, you know, they know to call us. Like, uh, my favorite beer is uh, Sheboygan Blood Orange Honey. Okay. So we had talked to them at the, the Summer Beer Fest. I said, listen, you guys are one of my favorite breweries love if you came on and they came on they couldn't have been nicer they brought me all this beer um you know we try so much beer that isn't out yet or is one off like we um aaron was aaron um from drafting table he didn't come matt came matt right? no um uh, mark mark came and he brought us a bottle of mallow um and he brought rob a bottle of the rye gorilla juice yep so it, it, and he, they didn't have to, but it, you know, obviously we reached out to them because they had just done the release, so they set a couple of bottles aside. They know Rob's a big fan of rye stouts, so they brought him an extra bottle to make sure he had something. So it's just kind of the, um, kind of the back and forth rapport that we've built with people that they begin to know what we like as well, so they cater to us, um, even though they still won't brew Kenan Alt beer. But I guess we'll Nobody just have to alt, have another 160 episodes and change the community's uh, thought on alt beers. Uh, what if we just called them New England alt beers? Would people make people would flock to that hazy alts? 
barrel aged alt beer. Barrel aged. I mean, that's pretty much just like a Belgian strong <laughs> ale at that point. It's a bad. Um, what is what is one of the biggest gaffes or mistakes that you've made in this industry? Like, like for me, early on in my actual career, I got wasted at our Christmas party and and yelled at our CEO. Yeah, that'll that'll that'll. Do I that. kept I kept my job. Wait, wait, what is it you do? I'm an engineer. Oh, yeah. Well, you said in the industry, in the community, so I'm like... I thought you meant like in the craft beer. Craft oh, beer. <laughs> right, but I'm giving you my example of something that I've done in oh. my... Oh, okay. Okay, so what we've but, done in our... Because, I mean, I've done plenty of stupid stuff whilst drunk, but... Well, uh, I'm asking you, in the craft beer industry, what is something that you guys have done uh, that you would look back on now in your, your wisdom and go, eh, that probably wasn't a so, great idea, or, yep, I definitely burnt that bridge. Um... You are you you're familiar with the evil Kermit meme, right? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so at a place that we've been in the past, um, they like to put a certain beer on tap, um, or a certain brand of brewery on tap, rather, if you will. And I think the beer is god awful, if mediocre at best. Okay. Um, and these people are polite. They furnish the beer at no cost, so. It was really, I think they uh, they had put out a survey to like, what should we put on next? And they kept getting the same brewery over and over and over again. So where they had put the, what beer should we get next? Um, I put the Evil Kermit meme says, um, let's get good beer. And then Evil Kermit said, fuck it, no, just get, you know, XYZ brewing beer. <laughs> um, to which these people sent Kenna strongly worded, Facebook message about my uh, welcomeness at that establishment, but uh, I think it was sorted out. So uh, again, have you Picasso, have you been there since? Oh or? yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, uh, I just don't drink their beer, um, but yeah. I so I was racking my brain trying to figure because we usually we don't, for for the way that we promote our podcast and promote our show, you know, we don't burn bridges. We're very polite, very nice. We're pro community. We're pro the business, and then. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll say it just because it's, it's public knowledge to a lot of people, including, uh, the episode that we had after, uh, beer church over in, I believe it's new Holland. Okay. So I show up to their brewery. They have six drafts. Two of them are theirs. Four of them are not seating for 20. So that so it's on the smaller side. So I post, you know, I I make it not not a not a joke, but I'm like, you know, hey, I'm here. This is what I'm reporting. I am here. And this dude rips into me. And you would think it's a 3 a.m. type ripping. No, I'm like three in the afternoon. This guy is going like stacking posts, adding photos, and and I'm like, you know what, you know what? I, is this I, all via Facebook Messenger, or is this at, at on first your it was on Facebook your... on our comments? Oh wow, okay. Um, and so at that time, uh, so when we first started, we were getting a lot of trolls in regards to better on draft. So we were able to figure out a way to mute all comments. Okay. So I had turned that off maybe like two weeks before this happened. Or it was still on. And so they were complaining that the comments were not there, and I'm like well, they're hidden because I hide every single comment and I approve them myself. 
So I wound up approving them because I'm like, you know, I have nothing to hide. Right. I reported exactly. And so they went off about this $2 million expansion and how they can't keep their own beer on draft because they're selling so much of it. And I'm like, you know what? That is great. I went in there. There was seating for 20. Two of the beers were yours and four or five were not. Like that's that's just what You're happened. You're not reporting false facts. You're you're reporting actualities, right? So then he he used the term, and I love like this is my favorite term that he clutched onto, and it's like, what kind of journalistic integrity do you have? And I said, I don't know, none. <laughs> so you say I'm not a journalist. I'm a beer fan. <laughs> I reached out personally, like I went right to them, and I said, you know, hey, um, you know let's let's bury this let's let's talk about this let's go through it let's and he just went off on another tirade on me via messenger and i wound up i deleted the post because i'm like um it's not worth the trouble right it's not worth the trouble to even have your name on my facebook page and after that you know other like it it's it sucks that it happened um, and obviously I have left the olive branch. It was right before the summer beer fest. And I said, you know, Hey, if you guys are attending the summer beer fest, uh, with beer, or if you're attending just to attend to drink beer, let's, let's have a beer. Let's squash the, he wasn't having any of it. Yeah. And so the you invitation, go, hey, come on the podcast, let's squash it. Live. Honestly, yeah, the invitation is always open. Yeah. 100%. If He's you, too busy with this $2 million if you That's want, to, if you want, and, and, and you could tell that there was something going on, but you had no idea what was going on. Right. There wasn't any signage saying, Hey, pardon the lack pardon of the, our beer. Pardon the lack of our beer. Pardon the la- And that's the thing, too, is that I, I had talked to so many other people, and they talked about how good the beer was. And, yeah. I, and I'm like, I wish I could try it. Yeah. But there wasn't anything there for me to try. Um, but as the last message I sent to the person, I said, you know, hey, if you ever want to come on our show. Um, or at that time, it was right before the Summer Beer Fest 2018. I'm like, you know, if you want, let's, let's squash this. Let's have a beer over it. Let's talk about it. And that, you know, that invitation is still there. So if he's listening and he wants to squash it, betterondraft at gmail.com, shoot us a message. Because, uh, again, our job is to promote the community. Yeah. Our in It's to promote the world of beer, the world of craft beer, and the world of Michigan craft beer. And we don't, you know, we don't want to burn bridges. We don't want to have these qualms or issues or anything like that because that's not who we are. We're here to promote you, not to fight you. Um and that's just that's just the kind of thing. Do you think a fun promotion would be fighting each other, like putting a uh, a legit like boxing match together? Chess boxing. Chess boxing. Chess boxing. I mean, What's I'm good at chess, but I'm not just, good at boxing. So two minutes of chess, two minutes of boxing, two minutes ah, of chess. That would and be if amazing. If you lose in either, you you lose. You lose. Yeah, it's actually a really big thing in like Eastern Europe. Really? Yeah. yeah. Let's bring that so, to Detroit. So, Let's do that. <laughs> Into um, your next Jimmy John's beer festival. Let's have chess box. I, I mean, if we could pull it off for like charity or something, I'll get yeah. a ring. I don't care. You guys just. I, I know. Let's, I know people who own this. wrestling rings, so they're not, therefore we have a ring at least. Let's start getting this together. Let's get a a Canvas watch. We find out the guy's like sixty something. <laughs> and He still kicks my ass. Right. No, you should do like a power hour. <laughs> Just like the first person to tap out loses. First person. Are we talking about drinking beer? Or are we talking about two fighting? Yeah, no power hour. You drink one, one shot of beer. One shot okay, of okay. Hour. I, I was, for every minute. I was, I was following you, the but I'm like the first to person to tap out, out. I'm like, wait a minute, are we fighting? Like, is <laughs> an hour well, your long fight? Are, your liver's your liver's are fighting. Yeah. 
I tell you what, uh, after uh, doing, like, starting the diet and starting keto, my tolerance is shit right? now. Well, hopefully he's 60, like you said. Yeah, hopefully. And he's on, like, dialysis. Oh, he'll and... still kick my ass. I'm not a fighter. I don't know how. Like, I can't. Like, there are times where, like, I get so angry I want to punch you're something. drinking. You're not actually fighting. Oh, okay. We're going <laughs> back to the power hour. Do you, do you think the craft beer industry is better fit for a charity boxing event or a charity battle of the bands? boxing event yeah you think boxing i yeah. think no. i feel like a number of brewers and brewery like uh employees and everything they they have like bands i think i think you could do like a battle karaoke battle karaoke yeah you could you could um, do that maybe like um pitch perfect sure. acapella acapella bot battle or just karaoke like we saw at the craft beer conference yeah um well i mean i sang you didn't I, there, I was what'd you sing, sing? One week by Bare Naked Ladies. You are Bare Naked. Yep, we went over this before the before um, we started recording. I, well, I what do you got over there, by the way? Because my glass is empty, and I want. I have a abracadabra that is empty, but I have another one if you want. Uh, I'll take one if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, and you still do you still have the Kunin? Oh, there's a little bit left. I left some for someone. If you wanted some bananas. Do you do audio editing, or is this, like, all going to be in the show? Okay. No. no. Um, <laughs> I'm just curious. I, I think... Um, the running joke that I have with my friends is that um, I always say that I'll edit it out, and then never sometimes, edit I, sometimes I don't. Though, there are situations where my friends say things, and they'll go, please edit that out. I, I know the feeling. And so they're like, they're. Yeah, it's never been edited out, by the way. The video? Which one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're such a dumbass. You're uh, such a dumbass. No, we're just going to, we're going to let that sleeping dog lie for now. But yeah, so sometimes they'll say things um, and we'll have to edit around them. Like, I did a KBS tasting episode at the beginning of last year where we went, I think, 15 to 18 KBS. And Do you remember what you thought of 15, by the way? It was flat. I thought it tasted like wet cardboard. You thought it tasted like wet cardboard? Yeah. The bottles that we had were flat. 16 was, I think, better stored and had a, I think it was presenting better flavor. But, yeah, 15 I, was. I did a 12 to 17. Okay. And that was like 15, 12 was amazing. Like I start, I looked for 12 at that point, <laughs> but 15 was just so God awful that we're like, what happened here? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think, I think it was, uh, I think it was 16 and, uh, and 18 that, that were kind of our winners of the tasting. But yeah, there was a whole probably 15 to 20 minute story in the beginning that I recorded that afterwards the guy was like, can you cut that out? So I so I cut it out and ended it on basically the punchline of a joke. That, that's okay. how that's how the episode began was him screaming the punchline of the joke, and so it was creative creative license on my part. But yeah, no, I like yeah. to I like to throw in a little monkey wrench whenever possible. Yeah, and, and it's and it's always fun. Be a monkey wrench, because I will be your monkey wrench. Okay. It's a Foo Fighters reference. Oh, I, I understand okay. the Foo Fighters. Are you guys really into music? A little bit, yeah. What? So, what kind of music? I guess because because my problem nineties, yeah, nineties like grunge music, like garage um, band music, or I go, I'll go, um, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, all the way to Eminem. Okay, New Radicals. You get, you, get, you get what you get. You get what you give. 
Yeah. Little 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 new rat out of yeah. all the bands. Well, they're also a Michigan band. Really? Yeah, he's from Gross Point Park, Greg Alexander. I did not know that. There you go, bam. Um, yeah, like Everlast, yeah, all that. Okay. Into the, the Limp Biscuits. Uh, the Foo Fighters is kind of where, like, Limp money Biscuit. Spot. Oh, my God. I was God. watching uh, Break Something. Um, break Stuff? Break Stuff on uh, on the video last night. Uh, I was kind of launching uh, Beer Box. It's like, wow, oh, I haven't seen this video in a long, long time. Isn't it crazy how music videos used to be, like, videos videos <laughs> and that's like that's how people broke music sometimes it was like MTV would, yeah it would have entry. to be on trl too right exactly i remember i exactly. love watching making the video yeah that tv show where they would do 25 I, minutes of how it was made, made and then the last, yeah, then the last couple it. was the actual video i i remember all the small not yeah all the small things sure um and i remember like tom DeLong like crying because it was so demanding <laughs> Because that was the back or not the back straight, the boy band uh, the, fake yeah, video. Yeah, and I just I I recall just laughing so hard. So did you guys know that TRL was pre-recorded like a week or two in advance? What? I don't think it was a week. I thought that it was can't just be true. Day. No, a week or two in advance. How'd they get the people, the quote unquote live calling people? I don't know if they were live call-ins, but I I always thought because like you could oversee the the studio, so right. Yeah, well, they still recorded it daily, but it was like on such a long wait. So wow. if you looked, because if you looked, it almost looked like they were recording live because yeah. at times, yeah. Hence, like especially during live, live. Dur- during the winter, you would see it get darker, almost be really dark near the end, but. It was spoiled when Tom Green's The Bum Bum Song came out. Okay. And started becoming number one. And they had done a bunch of pre-records up until like some live week. Like they were doing something special for a specific week. That's why they had to retire the song. Because they had zero idea that the song was going to be fucking ridiculous. Alrighty then. Hey. Now so, I, I learn a new thing every yeah, day. Yeah, it, it, it would be like a week in advance. They wow. would record this uh, TV show. All staying around like a l- little funky bunch. That's why uh, Mark Wahlberg almost beat up Eminem on the show. Oh, did he really? Yeah. What, for one... calling him Marky Mark? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you were like trying to make a LFO joke, light funky ones. No. Uh, there's an episode. You If you go back into the archives, it's Carson Daly standing It's probably between... on YouTube. Between uh, Mark Wahlberg and Eminem, and Eminem says, "Let's all stand around like a like a funky bunch," and you just see Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> eyes like, "I'm gonna beat this guy's ass." And I guess Why do you think he gets so pissed off about it? Like that's a part of your life. He Deal does not have it. good vibrations. No good vibrations. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Come on, Z. feel it. What did feel you expect? <laughs> Maybe his Calvin's were on too tight. All I can think of is Andy Samberg playing Mark Wahlberg in Saturday Night Live. Say hello to your mother for me. (laughs) Hey, you're a dog. Hey, chicken. What's going on? (laughs) Oh, that's a great time. I so for me, like in regards to music, like I I have such an eclectic view, especially being a uh, when I used to be a Quizzo host. Okay. So I would have such a large view of 80s, 90s, 2000s, and current. Um, so as Matt will always say, I'm a huge Bare Naked Ladies fan. That's easy, easy to go. Um, but like a lot of the bands that I like, like I like Billy Talent. Um, no idea what that means. <laughs> I was going to say, am I, are you, were, you were you shaking your head like, oh, Billy Talent? Or I have no idea. Who's Billy I've never, Talent? I, 
I've never seen heard the words Billy and Talent put together like that before in my it's life. A, Who's this I, man Billy I, and why does he have talent? A Canadian post emo rock band. Like, I just thought that Billy Idol's alter ego. No. <laughs> uh Billy Joel. I like Billy Joel. He's Elton John's better. I know uh, hmm, debatable. No, Elton John's much better. I think it's a fair debate. Debatable. Yeah, I think Billy Joel had more more hits. Oh, I disagree. Family, um, but, but, okay. but Billy Joel's still rocking. So is Elton John still rocking? There's a lot of hits. Like I, um, I'll love listening to a lot of like the one, two, three hit wonders, like Golden Earring, yeah. um, The Darkness, SR seventy one, SR seventy one. Oh man, um, they they have a remake of Whip It that came from the New Guy soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah. With a DJ Qualls and Eliza yeah. Dushku. I'm, I'm aware. Um, I think that SR71 is the most quintessential 90s song ever. Like every movie right that now. came um, Right here, yeah. right now. Like literally right now. every. Is that that's SR71? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm that's sitting over here going. Literally from like 97 to like 2002, if there was like a high school movie, that was the that song, one song in the mo- in every single of the montages. Like it was, it was pre American Hi Fi, Good Charlotte, yeah, Newfound Glory, like, like some forty one, before. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah, so it was like, I I always envision it, uh, American Pie two when they're driving from his house to the lake and Stifler's like, yeah, he's like, oh, we're you know? here, yeah, like yeah. that's the montage of. Of how it goes. Yeah, it was kind of like that that break between Green Day and like the 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 real because Green Day like after Warning two thousand two thousand yeah yeah um, like turned to like that pop um, like poppy style music whereas SR seventy one still had that like that punk underground yeah, that style radio feel. that radio sound yeah. Yeah, this is it's not quite like the grunge isn't quite over like garage right, band right uh dynamite hack dynamite hack boys in the hood um <laughs> am i pulling too deep for you or? I, i'll be honest with you uh little black backpack by stroke nine oh man stroke nine i haven't uh, heard that band in a while Army. music is not my strong suit see okay. for for me like you start talking weird al yankovich songs i am okay. right there with you guys but uh when christmas when, at ground zero yeah yeah uh, the night the Santa Santa went, went crazy. crazy. The, yeah, white, the, the f- white stuff. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was there was a band that's still a band that I want to see, and they kind of came out right after Blink One Eighty Two. It was called Phoenix TX. Okay, and I believe you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. They have like two albums, a live album. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, like they were going to do this tour, like a like a reunion tour, and I'm pretty sure the lead singer just died not too long ago. Heroin or something, probably. No cancer. Oh well. Oh wow. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, kind of yeah, like QT that's rarely from seen in the music. Industry, QT from like. Together. Remember when he died of cancer? Yep. Do you know two thirds of LFO is now dead? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> so that was it. It was the two thirds of LFO. That's who had died. So it wasn't Phoenix TX. It was the the rat looking the, guy Dylan from LFO. Yeah. LFO. Sorry about that. We just did because they were gonna. The... Are, are you familiar with LFO? Every other time, Summer Girl, Hummer Girls, Summer I, Girls. I, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with the group. I I probably couldn't. If you played the music, I'd be like, oh yeah, I know they, that. They song. had one song, Summer Girls. It's they like have, they have more than one song. They, they Screw one you. Song. I definitely don't. It was like the worst that. version of 98 Degrees. Oh, okay. Oh, I love Not that 98 Degrees was this great. Wait, was, was LFO one of those? 
groups that got put together on a reality TV no, show? No, you're thinking O Town. Oh, yeah, that's O-Town yeah. I am and, thinking O Town. And and together. And in together. Or it was just together. In together is the song by Limp Biscuit and no, Method and, Mad. No, and together is also their hit song. No, their their hit song's Calculus. No. I know my calculus. There's three. They made they made you three songs. They made and together now. Us. Calculus and um. The hardest part of breaking up is getting back your stuff. stuff. Isn't that, wait, no, you guys are talking about a group that was put together for a movie. Yeah, no. well, it was one of those. It was it one was of those a movie. It was like yeah, a, it was like a like mockumentary that turned okay, into okay. an actual. <laughs> yeah, because they had like uh, O Town as the band you're thinking yeah, of. that was yeah. an actual like reality show. Well, put so they together. had um, same with um, Danny Kane or what's yeah. that stupid band with Zayn that uh, I I just know Zayn. One Direction. There you go. One Direction was put together by uh, right. that was the X Factor, wasn't it? I think so. It's yeah, still a TV show. Yeah, Danny Kane was Puffy's making the band and Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon, the rapper. I spit hot fire. Yeah. I think we've taken way over. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, we're we're definitely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna what, take what you back to some. Be- I'm gonna take you back to this beer because I, I I for some reason I was uh, thinking of. Do- I have a book of Would You Rather's, which was very popular in the early '90s. Sure, yeah. And and, uh, and so I was were like, Mad Libs. They're still very popular. And so I was so I was trying Mad to come Libs. up with like beer related Would You Rather's. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you some, and if you guys can think of any, I will take them down and continue asking Absolutely. them to, to future okay. guests. So. Uh, would you rather never drink another beer or have every beer you drink be warm and flat? Warm never and flat. drink another beer. Never drink. Okay. Why? Why? Well, why, well why? we just drink a warm ISR. That's not flat. That wasn't though. flat though. I mean, it was. It was room temperature. It's like it was it, not flat. I, I'd rather. Okay. I'd rather drink a like an English ale at room temperature and be warm. I would rather go drink a seven and seven and be okay. done with my life. I mean, hold on. Is liquor an option? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, then yeah, cool. Yeah. Then I'll, <laughs> I'll be contrarian and say I'll take the the room temperature English ales, but I can, I can live with it. Isn't that how you're supposed to drink English ales? Yeah, room, room temperature. temperature yeah. Flat, basically. Kind of, yeah. Um, would you rather only drink New England IPAs or only drink barrel-aged stouts? Barrel-aged stouts. New England IPAs. <laughs> You don't like IPAs, so I, I would I guess really that. Like <laughs> uh, would you rather drink a beer from the incorrect glass type yes. for that beer style, or only drink beer from a can or bottle? Oh, so so either you're you're pouring like a heavy stout into like a pint <laughs> glass, or you're just cracking. I'm gonna be these honest. Beers and drinking from I cans. prefer from open mouth containers. So no cans or bottles giving glasses. I'd probably go with the incorrect glassware just because some of these beers you need a nose of it. Like if I were to drink this ISR without being able to kind of ingest it this with uh, the olfactory, then it would taste completely different and I probably wouldn't like it as much. Okay. Uh, would you rather have uh, an oxidized KBS or a Michelob Ultra Bud Light? Mick Ultra, Mick Ultra, a hundred times. Okay. I'd rather have. I would if you gave me a fresh KBS or Mick Ultra, I would pick the Mick Ultra regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I just barrel aged beers aren't really my thing. So all right, all right. Uh, would you rather have a, a good beer with experimental ingredients or a good classic style beer? What are we talking classic style? Like, are we talking like Hefe's, Kolsch's, Alts, like German Strong or Belgian Strongs, German Old? I mean, I, I would like, say all. Are we talking all cla- of, all classic, of just like any regular any, beer any style. regular beer style? Alt twenty two or something. Alt twenty two prior to the Biga buyout. Sure. 
I'd love all 22 prior to the uh, buy. I would go with the experimental stuff just for its newness, just to see, you know, I, there's a... Um, Hashtag new is always better. Newer is always better. Grape um, scotch. If you go to River Rouge Brewing in uh, Royal Oak, right off of 4th Street there, he does an I-75 IPA with, like, basil, which you wouldn't otherwise think to put herbs in an IPA, but right. it doesn't... I it, it, it think it's grapefruit and basil. Like, it's a weird combination, but it doesn't suck. Okay. Um, would you rather only drink flat beer or over-carbonated beer? Ooh. I would probably go flat. I was going to say flat, I think, is Just because of the, the effervescence would just ruin your palate. And you wouldn't really yeah, I feel it. like the over-carbonated is going to just attack your taste buds and, and make make it just hard to taste anything, period. Yeah. But have you ever had a flat like a real flat beer? Yeah, they're yeah, not they're lot, not that good. A lot I mean, of stouts are flat. I actually had um, it was River Rouge again last night. The peanut butter chocolate stout that had been sitting in my fridge for probably a month and a half, and I cracked it. It was pretty flat, but still tasted like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Okay, okay. Uh, would you rather only drink the worst homebrew for free forever, or pay and drink the worst craft? beer from a local brewery forever worst homebrew because it probably tastes yeah because it's free yeah i'm gonna go yeah you're worst. gonna go free i've, I've yeah. had bad craft beer free at is breweries. always better free is always free better. is always better okay okay uh those are all the ones that i've written down can you guys think of any other ones that i should try to include uh, in the future uh or that you want to maybe ask me sure i got one here's okay one. okay would you rather drink till you break the seal or break the seal and then start drinking. Oh man! So you have to stop when you break the seal, or you can't start until after you've broken the seal. So once I break the seal, I'm done drinking You're done. for the night. Yeah. Yeah. Or you start drinking. Or, I, or once I once I break the seal, I can seal. Yeah. I can start drinking for. Yeah. Correct. I'd probably do the the once I break the seal. I'm good to go. Okay. That's that's the yeah, that would be my my choice. I just feel like uh I'm allowed to drink water or anything up until then or Well, I mean, you would have to drink something diuretic to start the to start the pro- breakage, yeah. right, right? Yeah, I think I I think I could uh break the seal early and and uh and drink longer. Would you rather go to a brewery that serves food and has decent beer? Or go to a brewery that doesn't serve food and has good beer. Are we talking solo or am I taking my family? Oh, uh, sorry, I'm let, bringing in yeah, so solo. Very, let's say, solo. No, uh, the I, I, no, I would say like if you're going out for the night, going out. So maybe you're, maybe you have a couple of buddies. Okay. Uh, would you rather go to a place where you can drink the best beer or good beer, but also get food? Uh, the best beer, the best beer, um, the places. That have food don't necessarily the food's not always no I, yeah that's that's on the, the one level. that's why it's so you rather and the ones that that have that don't have food typically allow you to bring in yeah. food so you could always order order what you're feeling and drink the best beer whereas the other you know you're getting you know semi good beer with semi good food but you are only limited to eating the food that they have there. Would you rather pay a hundred and twenty dollars? Of a sixth of your favorite beer, or pay one hundred and twenty dollars 
for a full half barrel of standard macro beer? Ooh. I'll give you I'll give you quantity two over quality. I was gonna say, yeah. Um Me at thirty one says a sixth of, of, of better beer. Me at twenty one says says half barrel of macro beer. Because I've done that. Yeah. Multiple times. I think we all have. <laughs> all right. You re- you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So so we're not gonna do a would you rather, but we okay. played a game not too long ago. We did? We did. I don't think you were there. You know what? I could do it for both of you guys because okay. I okay. doubt you listen to the show. Uh, are <laughs> oh, you no, we're doing the... The, the, the cameo. Uh, the, yeah, I, I heard it. I, okay. I, Have you ever heard of Cameo? Uh, no. So Cameo is a website that you can go to where you can get very famous people to give you video greetings, and you can pay them based on whatever they charge. Okay. I've heard, I've, the only reason I have heard of this is because um, I'm a big Below Deck fan, and all of those people have done or like during the holidays or something and they go hey go you know get me as a cameo so haven't heard of the website but heard of the the uh the product so who costs more okay tommy lee the drummer the drummer yeah or tom felton draco malfoy from uh, harry potter uh i'm gonna say um i'm gonna say draco so Tom Felton costs five hundred dollars for a private video. Uh, Tommy Lee costs three hundred. Yeah, I mean, I feel like little tweens and teenage girls are like that's that's like bread and butter for them to be for the weird girls that are like I love Draco, like you know, this, the the ones that got you know sorted into Slytherin. So everyone's favorite new porn star Stormy Daniels. <laughs> She's been around the block. I mean. Or Snooky. Who charges more? Currently? Yeah. Currently. Currently. I did this list a month ago. Ooh, that's tough. Because um, I feel like I feel like Stormy Daniels, this is probably a smaller part of her income. <laughs> Whereas Snooky, this is probably like the main portion of her income. Remember, they just did that new... Uh, the new series, they ju- too. and they just did. Yeah, they yeah, just flipping houses. She's flipping. Is she flipping houses? Yeah. Then it shows her and her husband flipping houses. Oh, day. I thought that was just the New Jersey Shore. Yeah. We're back at it again. Uh, I'm gonna probably say Snooky. Snooky charges three hundred. Wow. Okay. Stormy Daniels charges two fifty. Yeah, All right. Let's see if we can go three for three because we got one more. Okay. Uh, let's do. Here we go. This is a fun one. Uh, Holly Madison. Girls Next Door fame. Hugh Former Hugh girlfriend. Hefner girlfriend. Oh, 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 oh. I, th- I was thinking movie. No. Okay. Not, yep. That's Alicia Dushi. Yep, that's... Mm, no. <laughs> oh, Elisha Cuthbert. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep. what? Okay. Uh, or, so we got Holly Madison or Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> I'm going to go Holly Madison. So Holly Madison charges $50. Oh, my God. Come on, Gilbert. Gilbert Godfrey charges one twenty five. No. I, I might have to. I might have to call Gilbert about my beer box to see. Oh if my gosh, fun. man! I went two and one. I didn't get the clean sweep. That's you know. So the the winner of the contest that we did when we had it on the episode with the Nerds with Alcohol show. I'm better on draft. Uh, Russ from Nerds with Alcohol actually got three out of four. 
Wow. You want to see if you can get three out of four? Because you did two me, out of three. Let me, let me see if I can get three out of four. Let so me see I, I, I will Ross. give you, are you familiar with the sh- movie The Goonies? Yes. Yes. Corey Feldman. Okay. Okay. Or Sean Astin. I feel like Sean Astin doesn't need the money as much as Corey Feldman in his failed music career. So I'm going to go with the Corey. Corey Feldman, $122. Come on, Sean Astin. Come on, Rudy. Rudy. Sean Astin. Rudy. Of Stranger Things fame now, ah, Bob. Son of a bee. 150 ah. So sadly, you went two for two. Damn or two it. for four. Batting 500 here. So That's crazy. That's, that's a little fun game that we played. That is uh, a fun game. Uh, back on the Nerds with Alcohol show on Better on Draft. It's crazy. So we're actually going on their show tomorrow. Yeah. The podcast call I'm, it. I'm bringing some uh, big beer tomorrow. Okay. Because they loved the beer. <laughs> I'll see what I have. I'll see what I have to dig out. I was thinking of bringing a CBS. I don't have something like that. Do you can can I ask you a serious question? No. What is your opinion on eight ounce single serve bottles or cans of high ABV beer? Like if you had a CBS, but you could get it in an eight ounce can, and you paid a little premium for it, but now you have a single serve CBS. I mean, every bottle is a single serve if you try hard, but right. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I like the idea because. Because I'm able to drink it by myself and not get totally shit housed on it, but I feel like also the one of the reasons around the craft beer community, like they want to have that bomber to share with other people, to bring people together, to experience it together. So if you if you had both the offerings, then then maybe. But if you're only if you're saying only eight ounce or only is it 750 milliliter bottles? Um, I'd probably stick with 750 milliliter bottles just because you're supposed to experience it together with, with other people. And that's, I think, one of the main factors of of this community that we've all tried to become a part of or uh, you guys become a part of. I hate the community. You hate the community? I love the people who make the beer. Okay. I hate you the hate the, the, the consumers? Don't hate the consumers. They're buying our bottles. I mean, buy my beer box, mybeerbox.com. We love you guys. I love the community. I love you guys. You guys are great as long as you buy the box. Yeah. I think you're great regardless. <laughs> what do you think about eight ounce bottles? I'd love it. Like, they're, I, one of my favorite big beers that comes a little bit more, like, not like crazy hard to get, but it's Big Grizz. Okay. I would love a single serving of Big Grizz. Because when I open it, I want it. Like, I don't want to share it. I just want the Big Grizz. I don't want to have to wait to open it. I don't want to have to wait for friends. Like, I want to come home. If I want a beer for the night, I want to sip on a night. Because that's the thing is, that's a huge sipping beer. That's a big beer. I just want to drink a little bit of it and go away. And, I mean... I could probably pull off like a, a wine cork, like one of those plastic corks. That is one of the problem with the with the big bomber bottles, right? If you're trying to drink it by yourself, even if you're trying to sip it, like what do you do with the open bottle? I mean, you can cork it, but you gotta finish it in a day or two. And at that point, do you really want to drink two or three days of that same beer over and over again? Right. 
Um, especially someone who, like me who's not drinking You're that not much. You're not a quitter. Well, at that point, I'm just drinking the whole thing. There you go. Yeah. Don't be a quitter. It's not the other lesson of craft beer. If you pop it, you got to finish it. Yeah, every beer is a session beer as long as you try hard enough. Have you ever poured a beer? Yeah, absolutely. Drained? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, drain pour. Drain pour? Um, have I ever drain poured a beer that was not infected? I drain poured a lizard of cause. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I, I also mixed Lizard of Cause to try to make it better. Like a beer cocktail? Uh, yeah, so it wasn't bad mixing it with um, Fireball. Uh, it was less good mixing it with Miller Lite. <laughs> um, but in general, it just was meh. I can't say anything. I'm the show that mixed Kentucky Breakfast Stout with Milwaukee's Best, which is you're fine. the Kentucky's Beast Stout. <laughs> You mix those two? Yeah, we in actually had a week in front of a founders rep on live on the show. We mixed KBS and Milwaukee's Best for the Kentucky's Best Stout. That's ridiculous. Or that's, Kentucky's Beast Stout. That sounds awful. What are you talking about? It was great. That sounds awful. It was amazing. I think one of the only drain pours I've ever had was the uh, Rogue Sriracha Stout. I wouldn't have even tried it to even. It tasted like wet hot diarrhea oh i mean i've never eaten diarrhea no, I, so i, I mean, wouldn't have a reference point it was a weird i mean time you, you life, do you but, i mean whatever hey um, no judgment here it's not illegal I feel really judged um in oregon yeah a lot of stuff is Stranger legal things. in oregon yeah hey. um all right well i've taken up um, enough of your time uh <laughs> We've, been, uh, we've enjoyed being here for the record. Okay, well, that's, not help you under will. That's good. That's if the good. Alpha, alphabet boys are listening. I mean, I, I I appreciate you guys saying that. Um, I've I've had fun sitting here talking with you guys, even while my eyes glazed over with the music talk. I, I'm trying to do better on that. I'm trying to listen to more music and less podcasts. This I'll year. send you a Spotify playlist to study. I got to sign up on Spotify now. Jeez, so many things I got to do. Just type in ska. Uh, YouTube. Real Big Fish. There you go. Mighty Mighty Boston's. Basketball turned me on to Real Big Fish. I watched that movie and I was like, I want to know this band. They sound pretty I, cool. I feel like we are in the definitely the <laughs> same area of movies with your your pull of Tusk and Basketball. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, of course. Who doesn't want to hang out on and watch Basketball by yourself? We could watch Cannibal now. the Musical. I haven't seen that. How have you not seen that? That's seen Matt that. Parker and Trey Stone's first movie. I thought their first movie was a movie was Orgasmo. No, Cannibal the Musical before that. No, see, I don't. I didn't dive that into. Did Matt you see Yoga Hosers? Yeah, yeah. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, for sure. I think it's the only one I haven't seen of his. Yoga hoses? Yoga hoses. I thought Red it was State on was Netflix. really good. Uh, Red, Red State, State is fantastic. Up. Red State is a great, I always call it a three-watch movie. First watch, it's amazing. Second watch, you're finding all the things you missed. And then the third watch, you see all of it together, and that's it. Yeah. Because there's nothing. like it, It's it's not a repeat movie. It's not a movie you can watch it again and again, in my opinion. Okay. Again and again and enjoy it. Like okay. it's 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 a very very good well made movie, but it's not something that I can just like. I can't tell you how many times I've watched Clerks two or Clerks. Yeah, you're talking thousands easy. Yeah, like at one point, probably for a good two or three years straight, I was going to sleep watching the movie Clerks. I'm the same way with Waiting. 
waiting oh, <laughs> with uh, Dane Cook and no, uh, Ryan, 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 Ryan just Ryan. Dane Cook's Dane in there. Yeah, he's, but don't, he's the line, chef. Don't you dare call that a Dane Cook movie. I didn't say it was a Dane Cook movie. Isn't that with Dane Cook in it? This is Is Dane Cook not in that movie? Does he not have lines in that movie? Lines. Yeah. All right, he has more lines than the fucking the the waiter that's being trained. Uh debatable. No, the waiter has more at the end for yeah. sure. Yeah, well, he has his John Francis Daly has his monologue or yeah, something. Like yeah. The fact that you know that, I just don't even know how <laughs> you, I feel about that. You, you're the worst of all. You know what you did. <laughs> yeah. That- that's the movie that. So mibeerbox.com. Mybeerbox.com. Yeah. Mybeerbox.com. Sign up. Uh, if you sign up for a 12-month subscription, you'll only pay for 10 months. So that's definitely the best way to go. That'll be uh, a promo that we have going through. When we ship, we'll be shipping um, early February, mid-February. So expect delivery right around Valentine's Day. So hey, husbands, Matt, if you do we have, have a February brewery that we can? We, yeah, but we're not going to reveal it. That's part of the, the <sighs> level of being in the box. Uh-oh. You want to know what's in the box? <laughs> um, uh, we, we Damn. I Like, I know what's in the box. I want to uh, know what's in the box. I think just, we could. We might be able to tell you off air. You'll, you'll just have to subscribe. <laughs> Um, or just, you know, follow us on, on Instagram. We take PayPal. We do take PayPal. Um, and we will be doing these retail at Zatuna Liquor in Rochester Hills. So if you don't necessarily want to subscribe, you just like what's in the box that month, you can go up to Zatuna. Um, let him know preferably in advance if possible. But Zach will have some boxes straying around and uh, he'll get you set up there. Very cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Uh, I look forward to seeing how far this goes and uh Good luck to you guys. It's amazing. So thank. Can you. I ask you one thing yeah, before we go? Of course. When are you gonna come on better on draft? Whenever I'm invited. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, until next time. See you. for Slackjaw Punk's Podcast Network. Have the podcasts you've been listening to been lacking in vulgarity and crudeness? Or have these lame podcasts been affecting your sex drive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I have the remedy for you. Slackjawpunks.com Slackjaw Punks! Slackjaw Punks is a podcast network dedicated to comic books, genre flicks, and everything else awesome. Slackjaw Punks! It's a lot like that drunken racist uncle with boundary issues you actively avoid at Thanksgiving dinner. Slackjawpunks.com also features a slew of staff writers handling reviews, interviews, and editorials. Done the way only Slackjaw Punks can. Slackjawpunks.com. Serving it up with the side of what the... Guys, tired of trying to make that burly beard of yours look and smell good? Then check this out. Straight out of the Motor City, where they know a thing or two about being tough, comes Detroit Beard Collective, specializing in making that facial hair look good with products like beard butter, beard oils, and soaps, specialty combs, and so much more. Come check out the line today at DetroitBeardCollective.com. DBC takes pride in using Detroit and Michigan-based companies and ingredients in all aspects 
aspects of their product development and manufacturing as they continue to build Detroit's premier grooming company. Even burly dudes like to look and smell good, and DBC will make that happen. Do yourself and your badass beard a favor and log on to DetroitBeardCollective.com and check out all the amazing products they offer. And when you're ready to check out, use promo code SJPDBC to receive 10% off Detroit Beard Collective. Cleaning this world up one beard at a time. One, two, three, four. Slack jaw punks.